the it's always the right time deal. Hey, want to go to Mickey D's for lunch? Ooh, let's go now. <laughs> But it's not lunchtime yet. If we're going to McDonald's, it's always the right time. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. There's a deal for every lunch hour at McDonald's. Now's the time to get two for $3.99. Mix and match a four-piece McNuggets, a McDouble, a McChicken, or a hot and spicy McChicken. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Nikki Boyer, host of the award-winning podcast Dying for Sex. Is that about Emily? is bringing you a new podcast. It's called Call Me Curious that finally gives you definitive answers to life's burning questions like, does intermittent fasting work? Should I buy crypto? On Call Me Curious, Nikki fills you in on the internet's hottest debates. Listen to this. She handles it. She just handles shit. Listen to Call Me Curious on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you listen. You can listen early and ad-free if you're a dork by subscribing to Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts or on the Wondery app. Anders is here. Yeah. Now, I, I never do introductions. Everybody knows you. You're so famous. That is true. God. <laughs> Don't you? It, you are very famous. And something really quick I'm going to say that I think is important. I always open this podcast with. Yeah. Oh, you don't listen to it. <laughs> I, I will get to it, but I do watch the clips uh -huh. on Instagram. Yeah. And I've got a comment. But okay, what about, what, do you have some feedback on I the was clips? Just, I saw the bop, 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 and I was like, did you, do you guys not do that anymore to well, intro the clips? And I said, thank you. Because at first it was like Pavlov, like, oh, cool, I'm going to watch something bop, funny. Bop, bop, this is something I. Yes, always something funny. But then after a while having like, I don't know, six to eight posts a day and I'm scrolling. And by the way, maybe I shouldn't be on Instagram this much, right? The fact that you haven't muted me is is shocking. But it's just like bap 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 bap, and I'm like push, swipe, just like I wouldn't watch six people above or below you. I just had to. It um, like destroyed your relationship with your family it members. Did. I have like a tennis wrist. <laughs> I was listening to uh, Whitney Houston has a song that's she like... She did it first. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there's a remix with Kyoto, Kyoto, mm -hmm. some DJ. Keep know. guessing. <laughs> Keep hate criming. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's a remix of Higher Love. Mm -hmm. And it is kind of my power song when yeah. I'm biking right, and right. really need to like blast it out. Yeah. And um, uh, she goes... Bap, bap, uh, like I'm a, I'm such a bad singer. It's like yeah. not even funny. Yeah. And I remember being like, oh, she's saying bap, bap, bap. And I was like, that's Whitney Houston. <laughs> she did that 30 years ago. Right. I'm like, I'm calling my lawyer. Yeah, I yeah, trademarked yeah. that. And I was yeah. like, every time I hear it, it is shocking to me. It's a good time to go after her. I think so too. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's all time that we acknowledge that Whitney Houston was a thief <laughs> of mine. I didn't say that. Just putting that out there. Okay, so can I just... But wait, real quick. Because of the bat, 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 uh, mainly dudes from Workaholics, we do this is important. And I told the producers, I go, hey, when we put out clips, put a little thing at the beginning mm -hmm. that lets everyone know this is our shit that yep. you're about to see. Yep. And it's like a... We have like a, a news theme kind of thing for the opening of our podcast because this is important. Love it. So it's like the dun, dun, dun of like the news. Mm -hmm. Stole that from you. A sound cue. A sound cue. A sound cue. Yeah. And I stole I that. I guess I could have just said all those things. Yeah, yeah. I could have said sound cue. <laughs> yeah, but not no words. But it's like, bap, bap, bap. I'm giving you a warning. You're about to 
hear a shrill woman right. <laughs> complain. Mm-hmm. You you can or like whatever this cue means to you. Right. Like here's a You're heads up. You're about to up. hear someone just talk shit on Whitney Houston. R.I.P. <laughs> the it's always the right time deal. Hey, want to go to Mickey D's for lunch? Ooh, let's go now. <laughs> but it's not lunchtime yet. If we're going to McDonald's, it's always the right time. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. There's a deal for every lunch hour at McDonald's. Now's the time to get two for $3.99. Mix and match a four-piece McNuggets, a McDouble, a McChicken, or a hot and spicy McChicken. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ah, okay. Just, I'm stopping this LOL train for one sec. We're doing mm-hmm. a little timeout. Mm-hmm. We got to talk about the cozies. Speaking oh. of timeouts. Uh-oh. I put myself in one. <laughs> yeah. In my Viore outfit. If you will wear these clothes, they must be cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, they are. No, they are very cool. They are even designed to look great in everyday life. They're and, not like just for working out. Well, here's the thing. I If you work out, if I work out and get to it, great. But I dress to work out all the time. Right, right. Yeah, it's perfect. It's not like you're getting sweatpants. Like you're not getting cheap sweatpants. They are an investment piece for mm-hmm. your happiness. Mm-hmm. And for our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. A lot of sweat. I'm, I'm seeing a lot of people out there trying to do this like exercise clothes in public thing. It's not mm-hmm. working for you. Mm-hmm. It's not working. Mm-hmm. This you gotta is- get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viori.com slash Whitney. These are working. V-U-O-R-I. These work. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Go to V-U-O-R-I.com slash Whitney and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. They're the cutest. Don't be silly. Okay, back to our show. Let me just open with, are we friends? Yeah. Right? (laughs) We go way back. We do. We don't see each other very often. Sure. We don't call each other ever. Sure, sure. Uh, just got your number. Sure. But there's something. Here's the thing about you is that it, it, like you and I have been in kind of, um, it's not concentric. What is it when you're like concentric circles? Yeah. But like when you're next to each other, but you're not in the same group, but we are strangers. Um, we are like, I'm a predator. I'm stalking you. Yeah. What is it when you follow a guy around and you think is attractive, but he's been in a relationship since he was 16. So you can't be with him, but you just follow him home every day. What's that called? Concentric? Um, I don't know what, yeah. I, what is that? What is the, we are in the same, um, world, are we, not colleagues. What's another word? Enemies. Yes. But you're, I think for me as a stand up, like, I guess we never cross paths as much because you weren't doing stand up at the time when I started no, stand up. I never did stand up. You never did stand up. Well, I take that back. I did three open mics. Uh huh. How'd that go? Uh, it went fine. Mm-hmm. Do you um, remember any of your jokes? Well, so the short story behind why I did it was I was the assistant at um, one of the assistants to the writers at Real Time with Bill Maher. I didn't know that. Yeah. And a lot of those guys, did you do any research? I was going to say, I Googled you a <laughs> um, lot this weekend. And so a lot I of those looked guys. I photos of your house for like two and a half hours. That's weird. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, those guys, a lot of them were standups. And I was like, you know what? I got to go do standup to kind of like speak their language. Because I was pitching jokes and stuff. And um, so then when I did standup. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh, yeah. That's me. Nothing extra. Just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. 
Get a creamy Oreo frappe or McCafe smoothie for less with 20% off any purchase of $10 or more. Only on the app. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one time per day. Visit McDonald's app for details. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I did a mix of new rules that I had written that had gotten approved by like the head writer mm-hmm. that he was like, I'll show this to Bill. This is funny. Yeah. And then Bill was like, I'm not going to put this on the show. So like funny, but not a, for Bill or uh, right for Bill Maher or, or just not written in a way that a standup would say it. R- no, they were written very well. Oh. <laughs> I'm trying <laughs> no, to help but, you out here. Yes. So anyway, <laughs> they, they didn't make the show, but the head writer was like, this is good enough for me to tell him or like show him, right? So I go, okay, good. So I was doing those and then also just a little like unscripted riffing um, in front of other standups, which mm-hmm. is not very fun, but it was fine. But I didn't get that. Um, I didn't want it. You really got to want it if you're going to do standup, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, not in love with the experience. So I was like, I'm not going to break my neck trying to. I'm just, I'm just curious. Cause I think this. everyone, no matter what you do for a living should, you should do stand up at least once in your life. Unfortunately, most people's right. first time is at their brother's wedding and they end up just being offensive and right, right, ruining, right, right, right. ruining the wedding. Right. Um, but, uh, I'm just curious, like, what do you remember? Like Emily did stand up twice. I did one. You want me to remember one of the jokes? I was just like, do you remember? I, I remember, um, coming out to, um, it Genuine's was, Pony? It was something like that. No, it was, uh, it was, it's a sample that's been used a bunch. Dr. Dre. Uh, Erica Badu also sampled it, but they just, I came out to that. And I was like, I'm like, uh, you know, people clap and I go, thank you. Thank you. I'm not that cool. That is, that song is cooler than I am. God, that's a fucking cool song. That's the kind of song you wish played when you open the fly of your pants. Just like fucking, you know, it was like, it was just like, it would set the tone. So Did I you just, know that was going to be the song? I had, they were switching back and forth and I was like. So you like, had a sound cue. Yes. <laughs> Are we done? Should I go before we ruin this? That was perfect. Um, but yeah, so I was, just, and then I got some laughs from that. And then I did like a, a, a new rule, but I didn't say new rule. I was right. just, it was something about, uh, we need to bring back fins on cars. Fins. Yeah. Cause like they were just fucking sick. And I was like, they're like. The tits of cars. <laughs> That's so funny. Right? Okay, thank you. That's so fun. Or like the ass implants of cars. Yes. And then I kind of like overextended myself by being like, uh, and this is more for Bill than it would be for me. I was like, and with global warming, we're going to need fins on our cars because like yeah, the water's rising. Yeah, we're going to need you gills. Know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, so it was like half funny, half like real. Half like for realsies. Right? Um. And that I think that's all I remember, though. That's fa- I and just, you only get two minutes. But I'm fascinated by when you're gonna decide to speak in front of a bunch of people, and you're like, and as someone that you are annoyingly like, I'm jealous of how f- you're funny, like all the time, constantly. I I pity your wife. It's, it <laughs> must be you it must like, be exhausting. But it it is like you have the mind that like you can make anything funny at all times. So then when you decide, oh, I'm gonna be funny for two minutes, what you select as sure. Does that make sense? Yeah, but I will say this. When I see you, uh-huh, you have so much energy that I'm like, it's, it's go time. Let's do this. Let's have fun. And then like I'll see you in a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like right? Whitney's a recovery. <laughs> yeah, no, but like you're you're always somebody who I'm like I want to be funny for this person because you're so funny. 
that's very kind, but yeah. that thank you. But also, it's like when you go to like a spin class or something, and you sit yeah. next to someone, and you're like, "Person, crank crap, I'm gonna crank it too." <laughs> the person that's like kind of your enemy competition, right. you kind of want to impress them, but also yeah. I think. I get really. You're obsessed with enemies. We need to get into that. (laughs) And animas. But I also feel like I. uh, What? What just happened? Did you? Oh, you said anima. I'm like mouthful of water. Got the poison one. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Oh, did you give him the roofied one by accident? That was for Emily. Um, When I have someone like you on, I get so excited because it's like two puppies. I feel like we're like puppies that have never gotten to play at the park. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like so exciting to be able to just be like, I know that nothing's going to hurt this person's feelings. And we can just fuck around and you're going to like, like make fun of me and you're not worried about my feelings and I'm not worried about yours. And then on the drive home, I'll be like, just go right into the other side of traffic. (laughs) Everything she said was true. (laughs) So, Um, cause I, I know. And also I disagree with you um, about, I listen to you on a bunch of podcasts. You are funny. You are so funny in a way that is frustrating to me. And like, can I just ask you, like, <laughs> did you know? I'm, no. I've had to work hard. <laughs> this is over. Me being fu- You're funny in a way that is like, does it? And I, I don't know how to say this. Did, what's your trauma, man? Like, what happened? Um, to, wh- name a, the priest a, that molested a, you. It's a. Um, well, it's a laundry list. It's a laundry list. It's, um, I'm a youngest. Okay. Of my family of three boys. Great. And they're like six and four years younger than me or older than me. They ran trains on you. Got it. And they ran trains on me (laughs) with father Sebastian. Um, and Maniscalco, which is how we got funny. Just, I just worked with him. He's, he's the best. Great guy. Um, so dying for attention. Got it. Not getting attention. You know what I mean? Were like you this just, tall at a weirdly young age? I was 6'3 when I was... <laughs> I was ready to just go, yeah, when I was four years old, I could slam dunk. <laughs> I was... Um, I was in a circus. I, <laughs> um, the Barnum Bailey Brothers. Uh, I was always tall, but I was like appropriately tall. Okay. Like, like there was always like two weirdly tall kids and mm-hmm. I was just kind of like tall because guys that look like you that are handsome they're usually not funny uh <laughs> I, had, I had bad teeth so okay. I was I was born with an extra tooth in the middle that is so okay? funny so oh. when I lost this tooth which is fake when I lost this tooth it grew in like sideways and the dentist was like um, we're going to do some x-rays. And they found out that I had another tooth in the way up here that was making this tooth grow in kind of like cockeyed, uh, cock-toothed. <laughs> That's weird. Um, so like they pulled the, like r- the hidden tooth out by the root. And then I just had like a gap here and a gap here. Uh, and I was super self-conscious about that. I never smiled. Uh, I still don't smile. I don't think I developed like the muscles to smile. Um, so I developed other muscles. <laughs> um, but so then like, Swans. but like, so I, and so by the way, like I swam, but like, that's not cool either. You're like in a speedo. Um, I want to talk about that in a second. Hold on. We have two sets of teeth during our lifetime. These are primary. You have the baby teeth and your adult teeth. People typically she have. She had to Google this. Are you <laughs> fat? Checking? I'm just trying to. No, I know. I, I had a friend in high school who had an extra row of teeth above oh, her like teeth. A shark. Right. Like two rows of Sharkisha? teeth. Sharkisha? 
I shark- <laughs> Sharkeisha. Baby shark. And Emily, this is the most she's ever laughed in any podcast and it's starting to get insulting. Um, I'm going to accept these cookies because I don't give a fuck. Take my data. You can have it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, is it called Mysodins? Having an extra tooth? Mysodins? Mycenodins? Whitney, I have no idea. <laughs> well, I have I'm no just, idea. I'm trying to give you free health care. That's what this podcast is. That would be tight. It's estimated to affect between 0.15 and 1.9% of the general population. <laughs> Uh-huh. I mean, and you can't just come waltz in here and say I had a tooth growing out of my nose and just move on. I Can we have, it wasn't growing out of my it? nose. It was just like um Im- impacted or whatever in the gums. It was just living An up ingrown there. tooth? Yes, there it is. Well, was it supposed to, was it a tooth that would have n- never dropped? <laughs> it would have never dropped. Okay? It would have just been but kicking was it, it on was reserve. Was it one of the twenty, or was it? No, it was extra. It was a twenty-four. You have twenty. So, like when you're born, some people are born with an extra nipple or whatever. You had just an extra tooth floating around. And it's and I'm surviving. And this is my favorite <laughs> thing when you Google stuff. The exact cause of this is still unknown. Like no one even bothered to do research on this. Um, it's possible that genetics, environmental factors, and changes during dental development may play a role. So did you we grow switched up, dentists? Did you? <laughs> oh my god! Did you grow up near a uranium plant, or, or it could be because because as someone who I the think old, I was just born with it, Whitney. <laughs> Maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe it's Maybelline. But so I used to work with, I still do, this Mm -hmm. um, charity called Operation Smile for cleft lips and palates. Yeah, I'm familiar. Yeah, yeah. So they're saying it could- Never reached out to me. (laughs) (laughs) Never got that call. Because you have cartoonishly good teeth now. These are fake. And why are those fake? Because Giggy died and I took the money from Giggy dying, my grandma- and I got fake teeth and lasered eyes when I was like 23, when I moved to LA. So your teeth were wild before? They were wild. They were just like, not great. Uh-huh. You know, you could like squirt water really easily through them kind of thing. <laughs> that was like my calling card. Were they taken out? No, they're like the, it, they're under the there. rebar. Oh yeah. But they're under there? Yeah, yeah. So, so these are like, if you down. pull these off, it's just like, <laughs> like <laughs> naked mole rat mouth. Um, but wait, what are they made out of? Because if you're under a black light, are your teeth, do they know. glow in the dark? I don't know. Do we Because I found out that there's a girl that I Actually, don't die. get a black light there's, on me. There's a girl that I would just come all over my that. face. Um, I, there's a girl I got a shamrock shake right before I came here. And it spilled on the car because this guy in traffic stopped. And, just audition um, for the new Marvel movie, guys. I'm uh, really close. That'd be amazing. If I, I just went to an audition, I think I got it. And then you do the black, black light. light and it's just... Just a Jackson Why? Pollock Why? painting on your face. What's just... up? Were you auditioning for Silver Surfer? Did you have makeup all over your face? Um, but um, no. it's a girlfriend of mine in high school. We went to like a like a night roller skating party, yeah. and in under like the dark black light, like she had one tooth that was like just glow in the Popping. dark. And I, like, she didn't know, like when you right. get a fake tooth, you don't know it glows in the dark. <laughs> so I had to, t- it's like, like the ultimate, you have food right. in your teeth. And yeah. there was like a cute guy there. And I'd be like, everyone was talking about her. I was like, you have to go home. Your everyone, in your face. Everyone, everyone knows you have a fake tooth. Right. You can't, if you have a fake tooth, you can't come to the night roller skating party. I love the idea of her like <laughs> being looked at and noticing and just looking at guys like, 
shooting. You know, and it's just it's like, where? I remember going, hey, one of your teeth is like glowing in the dark. She's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, do you have yeah. a fake tooth? And she's like, of course not. Right. Like, oh, uh, you outed her about, yeah, so she me, denied it? It was just me and her. And I was like, well, it's glowing in the dark. Right. And yeah. no one's going to tell you. What's crazy is that all of them are fake <laughs> except for the one. <laughs> Like, I don't have any fake teeth. What are you talking about? It's such a bummer. I'm like, you need to get out of here. She's like, great. I'll call my mom. She'll be here in an hour. Right. Like, as, a, as a kid. She when goes you, to the payphone and does like a collect you, call. You just like hide. And it was like, imagine like teeth. That's part of the reason Operation Smile, like working with that organization, like to me, it's like always trying to figure out like, what do I do? How do I help? Like the idea me. of not being able to smile without being embarrassed. Yeah. As a child, before yeah. you even know that you're poor or oppressed or like you're in a, that is the most fucked up thing to me that as right. a child, when you try to experience joy by smiling or, or greeting someone, yeah. someone laughs at you, points at you or shames you. Right. You know what That's else is tough? traumatic that you had fucked up teeth. It's a, it's, yeah, sure. Uh, I am a doctor and psychiatrist. <laughs> before I get to my next thing that probably made me uh, try and be funny. I just want to say another thing that's tough that, and there's nothing wrong with this. Being a white man. But like, can we get a break? <laughs> um, crossed eyes. Isn't that the toughest? Because we're such, we're such visual, like eye contact people. people. And if you have a crossed eye. Are you born with crossed eyes? Well, you can get them if you just, uh, I think they put you down. I had a homie who had it. And, I th and his mom had it, so I, it might be hereditary. Okay. But they put you down. <laughs> um, I, I haven't seen someone with cross eyes in a while. I saw one today. Where? I'm not going to say. I was going to say. No, but like, and then like. Did you make a quick trip to Reno this I, morning? I, saw, I made a stop on the way here, but. Yeah. Um, Have, thank you for supporting sex workers. <laughs> <laughs> keep the black light off me. And I, of course, like, I'm like, hey, excuse me, can you help me find something? And turns around and like hits me with it. And I'm like, right away, I go, this is fine. It's not a big deal, mm -hmm. right? I'm an adult. I, I just need to establish which eye, right? Because like they know that I'm- They know. They know that I'm busy, like for the first 10 seconds of meeting that I'm trying to figure out which one. Is this pre or post mask mandate? Because if that's the only thing you Ooh. see on a person- They were indoors, so they had a brutal. mask, right? Ugh. Like they're working. Um, but I always thought like, God, that's a fucking, that's, that's tough. Because how many cross-eyed actors have made it as like, like that's the last thing as that we need to fight for. not playing a rapist for. or pedophile or murderer. Well, there's like the one guy who had crossed eyes from like um, one who flew over the cuckoo's nest, that guy. Mm -hmm. He has crossed eyes, but of course he played like a crazy person. Yeah. Who's the other person who's just, just by the way, I just Googled famous cross-eyed people. Uh Ryan Gosling came up first. No. Stop, and Andy stop Cohen. This. Sorry, I'm on Infowars.com. Should I go to a different <laughs> website? Mm -hmm. Steve Buscemi, actor Steve Buscemi just, has a very distinctive eyes. No, this is just a bit like wonky eyes. Yes. I'm talking Should about be, like full on cross. I'm done with Google. Google mm. is a hater. Yeah. <laughs> Google, going back to that, uh, was, that was like someone in Google was just like, let's make the search just big cross-eyed people. And they just put people that like rejected them in high school or something. Yeah. This feels like per, a personal affront. <laughs> go to yahoo.com. Yahoo. Yahoo. <laughs> Duck. Great sound cue. The, yeah. Well, cool. now we're talking jingles. Are jingles sound cues? Well, no, because remember like when in the, in the, like when Budweiser da, 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 did da, da, the, the, Budweiser. the, Frogs? Toads, frogs, yeah. was a yeah. like well, different commercials. <laughs> what 
Was up was with those senior frogs, the big dudes, and then Bud Wise Er with the with the frogs. Oh, but anyway. But I think we. I know every commercial. <laughs> but Jesus Christ, we get it. You auditioned for commercials when I you like first got beer. out here. You got your new teeth, but just cross-eyed famous people. Yeah, but not even famous like actors that are in stuff like movie stars, like because I'm sure there's well-known people with crossed eyes, but not people that we put in these positions Wait of like that on. person's uh, a cool U.S. spy. What is happening? Oh my God. Ryan Gosling's. His eyes go outward a they little bit. Do, they're not on the same team. Right. Ryan Gosling's eyeballs. One is chatty, chatting over here, and the other one's like, hey, we're busy. <laughs> they're not. But I would say that aligned. I'm now thinking of a couple people whose eyes go out, but in. Okay, so if your eyes like are looking different places, like on their own journeys, I think that's you can different get away than cross-eyed. With Outward, you can't Gosling's get away with. Eyes are, I, I think his are more different sizes, so they just look wonky. Right. But he's also thought of as one of the like hottest people on the planet. That was, you did the roast. That was one of my favorite roasts of all time. What? Was, uh, somebody said a joke about Bill Hader, and they go, Bill, you could do an impression of anybody. It's amazing. You can do an impression of anybody except for a person with the same size eyes. <laughs> Who <laughs> did that I, joke? I, I, I must That's Jeff. really funny. I think it was That's Jeff really Ross. funny and so dumb. So so back to my fascination with you because you're relentlessly funny in a way that actually is like frustrating to me and makes me jealous. Good. But you seem to have, be very kind. Your comedy, mission is working. Comedy normally comes from pain or meanness. Here we go. Ready? Yeah. Also, fucking the dumbest kid you've ever met and still am you're dumb yeah okay yeah i disagree no 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 like full on uh i don't think you can be as quick as you and be dumb well that that's been i've trained that i mean you're like dumb but you're not stupid yeah, what does that make sense <laughs> no i see it you don't say it i see it um <laughs> i'm just saying we can be dumb like, as so bad at school like so yeah but a lot of really smart people are bad at school sure but like it's more mostly a mem memorization exercise i don't remember um <laughs> but it? you know what i'm saying it's like yeah, we were but like but but everybody who's kind of smart like gets through school fine i barely got out of high school but school is about learning to comply and learning like you're trained i don't do that um when you would go to a group study like after school at night at somebody's house like bring snacks we're all gonna like like grind before the exam or whatever. Yeah. They didn't, people would invite me and I'd be like, this is going to be fucking horrible. And I would go there and I would sit there and I'd watch all these people who were going to go to these fabulous schools be like, right. And then, cause that was, and that was actually her brother. Okay. And in 1854 or whatever, and yeah. like that country is actually Yugoslavia now, whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. I would just sit there going more like me go <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. And they'd be like, that's why you're invited. And like, but like, I just, I was like such a dipshit and didn't pay attention. <laughs> but to on some anything. level, you knew like this is all bullshit. Like, I, that, no, that, I wasn't one of those kids either who was like smarter than their teachers and was like uh, savvy or whatever. Like, truly just like, I was trained by my dad to like question everything. I think also growing up, like, I went to Catholic school for a couple of years, and that's when you are like, Wait, why can't you masturbate? Like, like I was the person, like, yeah. when you grow up with those set of rules that are just impossible to follow, right. you start having to ask some questions. 
I mean, I definitely had like a sense of self, right? Where like, I knew what I was into. I knew I had like at at church, there was like a weirdo who uh, we were all sitting around. No, we were all sitting around and he was like, we're all, but you guys are all becoming men. You're getting older. Who's got pubic hair? And I was like, why are you asking us that? And he was like, yeah, I was just, you know, you guys are getting older, but like I, I had like that kind of sense of self, but like oh, that's interesting. Where like I would well, question authority if it got weird, but I wouldn't question authority and be like, well, in the future we're gonna have calculators and not have to learn math, right, everyone? <laughs> like I wasn't that guy. I see, but yeah, that's interesting because I was the, I was in an existential crisis my entire kind of right. childhood, and which was like my dad's whole thing was like how do we know the maps are right? Right. I knew the, I knew, I know, I know the kid. Yeah. I know who he is. I don't know where Uh he is now, but he was like smart, but also would be like, you know what? This book's fucking bullshit. Fuck this. And like leave the class. And I'd be like, whoa, the Holocaust didn't happen. That Well, not that, but like (laughs) I eat stuff where I'm like, that's crazier than anything I've ever done. Yet my dumb ass is in like detention every day. You know, got it. And do you think it was from growing up with three older brothers? Like you had to learn to be like, entertaining and charming and funny to not get beaten the shit out of all the time? No, because my parents, they're like, who knew he was going to get into entertainment and yeah. be acting. Because usually the youngest, from what I understand, a lot of people in the entertainment business and a lot of really successful people are the youngest because they had, parents were basically done parenting. Right. Do you know if you were planned or a mistake? Uh, I think I was planned. Yeah, oh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I think I was planned. I think Is that they, what they told I, you? They might have wanted me to like the be fourth. the girl. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh, interesting. You think um, they were trying for like, let's try one more time to get a girl. Maybe. I don't know. So having two older brothers, like, you know, I, I that's that is just fascinating to me because I I am my personalities I feel like very defined by the fact that yeah. I am the youngest and was not planned. Youngest of three, basically. Yeah. A, a, is it a stepbrother? Half. Half. I'm sorry, half brother. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's a stepbrother? It's when you're, if a your movie? dad was married before, <laughs> had a kid that you're, you don't share any parents. Right. It's Got if it. your dad or mom married a dad or mom who already had a kid, you guys are now step siblings. Got it. I'm yeah. confused because I was, I was working on a joke about, um, I'm dating a guy that's nine years younger than me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was working on a joke about, um, I don't mean to be a hack and just bring up jokes I'm working on, but I yeah. want you to know why I was confused about step uh, that moment because uh-huh. that was a a really ignorant dumb like like if i didn't know the difference of that you guys should like check me into an institution like it I was sh- interesting because you you do have a half brother and you didn't know the difference like a half brother and step brother i i just realized like i couldn't right. tell you the difference uh right. gun to my head right but the reason i step brother i've been thinking about a lot because uh, I was trying to write a joke about how people are like, oh, younger guys, they grew up on porn and all yeah, this yeah, toxic, yeah. fucked up porn. Right. And I was trying to go for the angle of um, no one talks about the negative ramifications of porn on men. Uh-huh. Like the guy that I'm with, he has all these fears that older guys don't have, you know, because he's watched so much porn. Like he won't let me alone with the pizza guy. You know, <laughs> right, right, he, right, right, right. he whenever I b- visit my stepbrother, he's really he won't let me be alone with my stepbrother. Right, right. <laughs> you know, like I just had stepbrother in my head a lot. It's kind of sad how like, I mean, maybe it's not, who knows, but like <laughs> kinks used to just be kind of like physical and mm-hmm. now they're like mental where it's like, isn't it naughty? You're fucking your stepmom. <laughs> and it's like, I don't, is that great? 
Are we that out of women that we're going to stepmom? That's like every category. Or maybe they're just like throwing all the buzzwords in mm-hmm. the thing. to yes. It's like blowjob, fuck, stepmom, question mark. I just, all the, I just think porn in general, like when I go on there and see all this stuff now, I just, I almost find it more progressive than Hollywood at this point. It's a lot of moms are working. That's right. That's very true. All the women are yeah. homeowners. Little people are all, all over it. All over The diversity in porn, mm-hmm. like they figured out yep. the inclusion rider. Yep. And also the women in porn, they, they're, they, they've they got a staff. Mm-hmm. Infection. They, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of them they've do. Got, they've got gardeners. They've got pool boys. Right. They've got plumbers. They've yeah. got hand. Man, it like, interesting. they're lawyers, they're doctors. We just need to get back to the classics, you know, face fucking. You know, <laughs> it's called skull fucking. Is it? Yes. Well, that's... no, skull fucking is when you fuck an eye socket. Oh. Right? I thought that was a mouth. Slide into Whitney's DMs and tell her if that's what it is. <laughs> I mean, my eye sockets are uh, uh, perfectly qualified to right. get fucked because my ancestors got punched in the face a lot. I think skull fucking is one of those like Maybe imaginary... that's why you evolved to have deep eyes. <laughs> yes. Because my ancestors were skull fucked There's a lot. like a sack like outline <laughs> divot or whatever. I thought skull... I didn't realize skull fucking was in the eyeballs. I think skull fucking is one of those like imaginary sex things like... Um, like uh, the, uh, uh, Cleveland Steamer. Yes, but that's real. <laughs> that's sadly so real, right? Just people shitting, shitting on, on other people. Like the one that's The dolphin. Felching... Isn't that like the or is felching real? Whatever the one is that we've talked about Mung on our diving? podcast. Yes. <laughs> oh. Munging. Mung diving. Yes. Uh, uh, which Katya explained to me, mung diving is when you and your friend <laughs> go through obituaries, find a recently dead hot chick, go to the graveyard and dig her up, lay next to the gravestone. Then you and your friend flip a coin. The loser has to put his or her mouth on the dead girl's vagina and the winner jumps from the top of the gravestone. <laughs> on the dead chick's stomach, shooting dead juice into the loser's mouth. That's actually- Guts, the guts come out of the coochie. That's actually not what I thought it was. Uh, The way Katya explained it to me is that mung diving is you find a corpse that's like five or six days old and you get high on the fumes of the toxins that are being emitted from the corpse and you like can get high off of it. No, it's the, it's, it's, I've heard that it's body- In the sun, it's it's like gets distended, bloated, right? It gets corpse. bloated, and then someone puts their mouth. What is this podcast? But because we've already covered this, put their mouth over the vagina. This the, is per, important. The friend, your helper, yeah. jumps on the stomach, and then when the intestines shoot out of the vagina, they go in your mouth, and you come. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think skull fucking is in like that camp where it's like, it's yes, not, it's not real. Yes, it's not real. Okay, so back to your why you're this funny because if you're if you haven't had like some kind of singular trauma or consistent trauma and you're this funny, it it fucks up my whole like paradigm. Right, right, right. right you know right, what I mean? Because right, right. yeah. you you where did you get all this like? kind you're like a kind person with a big heart there's no shadiness and and i don't mean it as um that even when people are mean or or nasty or have character defects that always comes from a place of pain too but like i've been in this business for a long enough time or comedy a long time that show business showbiz the biz of (laughs) show baby and that you're just one of the very few people that i'm like you dan levy uh, Dan Levy also, but sure. his stand-ups and comedy people. There's right, some people right, right. you're just like, no one has a bad word to say. There's no sketchy, weird, gross stories. I think. Um, but I, you know what, though? I you're not give, a bully. You're not toxic. I give um, the worst first impressions usually. I don't disagree with that. Because... <laughs> 
I'm serious. I'm, I am too. Because I think people are ready to joke right off the bat. I definitely think I thought you were a dick when I first met you. Right. And so I go like, let's joke and like zing. And yeah. people go, I, we just met. And I go, well, I, well. And you're tall and handsome. and it, it's, That doesn't help either yeah. that I, I look like a bad guy from an 80s movie, right? I actually wrote down uh, uh, that you are roles that I would give you a straight offer for. Not me as a, I'm, I'm out of the business. I'm retired. Right, right. But I'm saying like, you're I'm fascinated by it because in your career watching the roles that you do yeah. as we just got to do a movie together not right. in the same we'll get to that place we'll get to that in a yeah. second but you're playing this like smug kind of famous asshole yeah. in the, which is like it's such perfect casting no offense but it made me laugh so hard is this I love being able to describe someone's personality mm-hmm. or the, or the, what they give off right right because I feel like you're you're kind of in the wrong body. Like you're, yeah, I feel that way. Does that make sense? I feel like I've got a very like Larry Davidness to me that like the guys know because they're like, why? What? What's the hang up? And I'm like, uh, this. And they're like, you shouldn't have that hang up. And I'm like, but I do. And they're like, nobody cares because of how I look or whatever. Like you, if I saw, I just saw you in the wild. I'm like, oh, that guy gets all the <laughs> fucking douchebag and never heard <laughs> known his life. Like just captain of the football team. Right. Like that's those. Swim the, team. But yeah, go ahead. Right. I mean, <laughs> was captain. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> so st- I was just trying to, I, I actually do try to prepare for this podcast and yeah. I have a little document for you of cool. questions I wanted to ask and things I want, mm-hmm. things that would be a straight offer for Anders. Yeah. Massage guy, the guy at work who wants to give everyone a back massage, mm-hmm. <laughs> back massage guy. You know like that guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Who's like, ah, who's just giving Camera, people. Oh, you're tense. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You're tense. Guy who mimes playing sports while waiting in a line. Just, oh, I mean, that's oh. my dad. <laughs> That's my dad. You my know, dad was like my dad was a football player and a golfer. Like fascinating. Yeah, he was like fucking cool. You know, he he was like the um, the fraternities from Animal House that they hated. Amazing. Yeah. Like who would play him in a movie about his life? Bradley Cooper. Uh, Dennehy. Brian, uh, Brian Dennehy. Oh, oh yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Wow. Brian Dennehy is like my dad. I got thrown. And I was like Sudeikis. Yeah. Um, uh, my dad always will just be like. Working on his golf swing, just kind of like without a golf club. Yeah, yeah. I love someone that works on their sports just in public. Yeah. Because I also I I, I don't know where I pitched this or where I tried to put this. I wanted to do maybe it was like an SNL packet twenty mm-hmm. years ago or something. The the guy that mine. How'd that go? Yeah. <laughs> By the way, let me tell you something. I never submitted for SNL. Right. But I did write a sketch that I want to tell you about in a second because it still makes me laugh. It was so stupid. Yeah. Um. But. Uh, I do need to find my Mad TV audition though because that was that is one for the books. Something, something. Yeah, it was embarrassing. Um, the guy that because I'm not like a character person, yeah, I don't like yeah. come up with characters. Yeah. But yeah, I yeah, you're not a character. Yeah, <laughs> caricature. I'm gonna keep doing this. By I'm the just way. Joan Rivers. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the guy that mimes playing basketball or whatever right, in yeah. line, yeah. but the guy that does it and then in his imagination misses. And he's like, fuck. The like, idea that's just like, the rebound. Oh, man. It's like, you imagine <laughs> it. The why, why miss? Right, right. The <laughs> idea that like your dad's practicing his golf swing and it's like, yeah. It's like you didn't have to miss. Right. Visualize success and victory. <laughs> Don't visualize. But maybe they're like, you know, they're trying to prepare themselves for failure too. Because it's also the kind of person that's practicing their swing, obviously wants to get better all the time. Right. And is probably self-flagellating. So there's something funny about someone beating themselves up over an imaginary swing yeah. that they didn't make. 
I like that. That I was a lonely person, yeah. and this is kind of so. The the thing that I was going to write for SNL. Tell me if this is funny. As someone, I can't believe I'm pitching this to you. Uh, as someone who's um, uh, tasting comedy, I admire so much. Didn't I tell you about this? Because mm-hmm. Emily used to work at SNL. Mm-hmm. The so you got hired there. That's <laughs> an assistant. She was Lauren's but assistant, were, but you were there. I was on staff. But yes. like, would this have gotten in? You well, probably went to some auditions. I bet I saw all the auditions. My favorite audition ever mm-hmm. on SNL. And I've seen all of them because they keep a record. Were you allowed of, to laugh at the auditions? No. Mm-hmm. Tim Robinson oh, did yeah. an audition. I was with him last night. I fucking love him. The funniest him. dude. He did an audition of an amazing actor who did like a, um, who could act anything but couldn't sleep. So he was like, did this monologue and then he went like this. And now it is time for bed. <laughs> oh, like that's the one thing that he couldn't he add. Right, right. <laughs> so he'd be like, I've had enough of this. Yeah. I'm moving out tomorrow. You can't handle I'm gonna go to sleep. <laughs> That's very funny. So fucking yeah. funny. That is so genius. Like the one. Do you now want to pitch yours after like? <laughs> yeah, even more okay, so. Yeah, okay, okay. Even like even more so. Yeah. I will die on this hill <laughs> because I do believe that actually the the way that whatever skill I have could be the best used. Mm-hmm. Would have been being a writer on Workaholics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, they're like I, I. That's my shit. Right. Is like Workaholics. Yeah. Like it's always Sunny and Workaholics yeah. are the two shows where I was like, <laughs> I don't know which is which. But where, go ahead. I like, <laughs> where I was like, if I didn't need my dad's approval so badly, to, like to become the stand-up comedian, right. I would be happiest mm-hmm. writing on one of those shows. Yeah. yeah. Um. It, the sketch that I wrote. Uh for the packet I don't whatever was it was about you know how guys always have nicknames for each other like chief champ buddy bro durs whatever and it's a bunch of guys what is it hoss what's hoss it's just like what's up hoss like for a big guy chief I know what's up ma what's up chief what's up chief like chief that's I mean boss man boss man I Boss man, shit like I'm just that. helping you out. But it's also by the way, if you're if you're gonna do this as a stand up routine I'm at some not, point, I'm not throw Hoss in there, and it'll you'll just, get some dudes in the back to go. <laughs> they'll just lose their minds. She said Hoss. <laughs> that's what, my, hey, honey, that's what I say. Right? <laughs> she that said feels, Hoss. Feel, I don't. I don't think Burt Kreischer's fans are gonna be uh, coming to my shows anytime soon. <laughs> well, you never know. The world is waiting, waiting for new thinking, for bold ideas that embrace a globally connected community working together to create a better future for all. And that future, it can be found here at UC Riverside. Bold hearts, brilliant minds. <laughs> no, we both take our shirts off at the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> We're taking a break. <laughs> I love a bah. Taking a break from the laughs. I laughed harder at this show than I've laughed at. Really? Most you, yeah, you called it out. You were like, stop laughing. <laughs> oh, I, that was, Anders is so funny. Yeah. He kills me. Kills me. Um, everyone's like, yeah, can you get back to it, please? Everyone's <laughs> like, what are you doing? Because it's the, that time where we're going to stop and and joke about how we're mentally ill. Yep. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's about that time where we pretend like we take care of our mental health. Speaking of inappropriate laughter, <laughs> better health. I don't need it at all. I eat grief for breakfast. Uh, here's the thing. He- headaches. Mm-hmm. Teeth grinding mm-hmm. is wait is is this my yep. book? <laughs> or is this the oh this is the better help copy? Sorry, look, 
here's the thing. Here's what I've learned in therapy. I've learned that if you need help, ask for it. Grace, mm-hmm. take it away. It is customized <laughs> online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So Whitney, like while she's in a podcast, sometimes if mm-hmm. you see her on her phone, she's like tippity tapping around on her screen. She is probably texting her better help therapist being mm-hmm. like, this guest is stressing me out. I don't know what to right. say next. Or just right. being like, I don't have any money left. Uh, can I? Can we please use my promo code? <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. And good for you listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash Whitney. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash Whitney. I haven't, I haven't door dashed my breakfast this morning. That's and I problem. am low blood sugar. That's mm-hmm. the problem. And if you could get what you wanted to eat right now to your door with DoorDash. You could order any type of dip, any type of juice. Those are Whitney's main. You could have pasta. Oh, by the way, you said dip. I went, huh? I know. You love that. I Sometimes you just need a dip. Okay. I what? was. I just wanted to um, look at my DoorDash orders, the last ones. Uh, one was from a place called Juicy Ladies. That's mm. a food place, I swear. <laughs> also my nickname. Uh, <laughs> that's what Emily calls her boobs. I was going to say. <laughs> uh, that's what I call my hemorrhoids. Um, uh, some sushi. Yeah, there's over 300,000 partners on DoorDash. So you can get your local favorites like Juicy Ladies, whatever that Donut. is. Let's look at or this. Or you can get like Cheesecake Factory. You can get mm. National Chains. You can get Chipotle. It's the only place yep. you can order Chipotle from. I mean, oh. I, it's tricky because I normally go to Cheesecake Factory for the ambiance. Right. But <laughs> but if you're like really in a pinch. Ordering is easy and your items will be left safely outside your door when you choose contactless delivery drop-off. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code GFY. I order from Goop Chip. Nope. Goop chicken? I mean, that's basically... Goop kitchen. Oh, go- oh. It's goop. It's going to the Pacho's goop chicken. What? Kitchen. kitchen. <laughs> do they have- having a stroke? Do they, do they have chicken? <laughs> you guys, I'm so out of it. Um, uh, and I got one spring roll, one egg, and it was $280. <laughs> and can they bring you a, a vagina steamer? <laughs> but it could have been cheaper because with code G for Y, you can get 25% off up to a $10 value. A $10 value. Only pay zero. $100 for goop get chicken. Goop <laughs> zero chicken. delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the app store and enter code GFY. Don't forget that's code GFY for 25% off. I've never forgotten off. anything in my life. Don't forget that's code GFY for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Subject to change, terms apply. I mostly use it to get my third coffee. (laughs) Back to Anders. Okay, so it was because I... Guys have nicknames. Guys calling each other nicknames. And it was like a scene where a bunch of guys were watching football together. And it was like, what's up, dude? You know, yo, boss, pass me the Doritos. Mm -hmm. Yo, champ. You know, buddy, give me that. And then someone's like, yo, Durs, go uh, order pizza. And you're like, cool, you're at your friend's apartment. And then you call the pizza place and da-da-da-da. And they're like, boss, what do you want? Uh, uh, Pepperoni? Cool. Champ? And then the pizza place is like, what's your address? Gives the address. They're like, what's the name on the buzzer? Mm -hmm. And you're like... (laughs) He doesn't know his friend's name. Just the idea that it's been so long right, that right. you called your friend their first name. Um, it's all building to that one moment right. of like, because there are people in my life who they have nicknames or something where it's sometimes I do have to be like, what's the, oh, right. like that's your name. Well, you, the new the new school shit of that is calling people by, that you've never met in person by their like IG handle. Ooh. Like, I think Adam Devine has a story of how he kicked it with somebody for like months. <laughs> And it was always like Chief Hoss, a lot of like yeah. boss man. And he, one day the guy introduced you never call woman boss, Adam to, yes, you do. Um, <laughs> lady boss. Only in a porn. It's different. Yeah. 
She's a boss. It has to be girl boss. Girl, girl boss. Not woman. Yeah, yeah. B A W S E. Right. So the guy goes, this is Andy, Andy Bovine. And Adam's like, Adam's like, yeah, no. That's what? And he goes, what? And he's like, you just, that's my Instagram name. He goes, I thought that was your real name. He goes, no, it's Adam Devine. And he goes, why is your Instagram name Andy Bovine? It's so close and different. He goes, because that was a joke name from back in the day. Da, 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 da. But it was like a moment of like a record scratch. Oh. Yeah. So your, your thing is for real. So mm-hmm. I should submit to SNL now? Yeah. yeah. Um, Send him a fax. Question. <laughs> uh, question. I, I, this just reminded me. Someone the other day, what was your first screen name? Like AIM screen name or email? Like your first, because our first emails were so dumb. We had no idea that this was going to be a real thing. We thought it was just me flirting right, silliness. Right, right, we didn't think this right. was going to be business. Right. Mine was cute mook at AOL.com. Oh. My dog was named Mookie growing up. Mm-hmm. And like everyone's first AIM name was like, like sweetie baby 62. I think mine was Nordic tracks <gasps> with like, an X. Oh, that's good. Because I'm Scandinavian mm-hmm. and like Nordic track mm-hmm. was like a thing. The fact that we put so little thought into our screen names back then. Now that's our funny. emails are identity. I mean, it'd be weirder if it was like anything cool. <laughs> like, right? Like, yeah, I don't know. Mine yeah. was Mbop26. Mbop from Hanson. Like Hanson? That's okay. That's actually there were twenty five other M M M three of them. E M because Emily. E-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-
outgoing and like game. Like as as long as people show up our game to yeah. like be a buffoon because your character was insane. Yeah. Uh, that's all we can ask for. If someone comes in who like we're stoked to have on, like we were stoked to have you, and then they're kind of just like buttoned up. Yeah. We're always like, oh, like the reason we're having you on here is yeah. so that you can go crazy and do something stupid. Yeah. Um, you know, and we were lucky to have a bunch of people who did that. Because it's also such a specific tone. Like you're walking into like a very specific tone yeah. that's like, I don't want to feel like I'm like, just trying to do what you guys, I'm like you guys are yeah. like, I'm one of you, right? right? But you, it's like this weird dynamic where you kind of have to like go like, I'm just gonna, I just want to make these guys laugh. And if they like it, that's all that really yeah. matters. But we met under those circumstances. And I remember being intimidated by you. That's not how we met. Fuck. You don't remember this? Give it, I don't. So this I, is, when you talk, wait, oh, fuck. So this is how, and I don't know if I can, well, you can cut it later. No, no, we don't, please. Okay. Uh, and I, I retold you this story at Workaholics because you didn't remember it. Um, we went out to dinner when I had been in LA for maybe a year and you'd been there for maybe like six months. We went out to dinner with Jordan Rubin and Sean Lennon, who Jordan grew up with, mm -hmm. right? And... My wife, my girlfriend, now wife, was there too. And I was like, she had just moved out here because she's younger than me uh, and was still finishing school. She just came out here. And I was like, hey, we're going to go to dinner with this guy, Jordan. He's a stand-up, super funny. And I think Sean Lennon is going to be at this dinner. And she was like, what? Like, why would Sean Lennon want to go to dinner with you, you fucking loser, my boyfriend? Um, she keeps me grounded. <laughs> and... We go to dinner and you're there and you, you are so much fun at this dinner. And I'm like, so like, I'm like, this person's going to be so famous so fast. And you, Jordan was like, we played a game the other day. He was living with Simon Rex. Do you know what it is? Okay. I do know this. Okay. So let me, let me just. Yeah. Couple footnotes <laughs> and we will tell the story about this game. So I, you know, when sometimes you ask someone for directions and as soon as they start telling you the directions, you zone out and start like looking <laughs> at their freckles. Right. And so, so when I, at Workaholics, I was disassociating because I was nervous. Like uh -huh. I do specifically remember talking to you at your, in your office mm -hmm. in that like dark hallway. Did you hear you the lock when I hit the button <laughs> under my desk? <laughs> Matt the Matt Lauer button. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember specifically going, I want to meet this person. I want to talk to this person. I'm a fan. Don't embarrass yourself. Right. I already was in a little bit of like, I don't I mean, you are in every movie that's been released in the last uh, seven years. So are you ever on a set and you're just like, you get insecure and you're just like, yeah, of course. Yeah. I was just insecure. One, one thousand percent. And I remember talking to you and being like, looking down at myself going like pay attention to what he's saying he's trying to talk to you right. but then my brain was like he's just trying to so be you nice to you to even me. though you're ruining your show <laughs> right. I, there was i will have i can have conversations with people where i just go offline yeah, right and because i was in fear like i was in total right. fight or flight mode and like scared i was ruining your show uh -huh. um so i don't remember you telling me the story, story at work full disclosure yeah. i don't remember you retelling me the story yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm still an asshole fair. No, no, yeah. So we were at a bar one night and there was a game that was being played. Oh, it was at a bar? It was at a bar. It okay. was called The Well. Yeah. A place called The Well. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I remember The Well. Mm -hmm. And I like 
And digital cameras were brand new. It was a easy. Right? I mean, it was was a camera that was like, had the screen on yeah, the back. Yeah, but it was like... It wasn't connected to a to, phone. It wasn't connected to a phone. And it was, it was there was an era where like people would bring out digital cameras as kind of like a flex to be like, I got money and like, yeah. I do this. And Jordan I, was like a filmmaker. So he had like a nice camera. Yes, he's always been like a photographer type of guy. Yeah. And it's a camera where you could take a picture and then you could see the photo. Right. And he was like, it was me, Simon Rex, maybe like two other random people, like girls. Mm-hmm. And they're like, let's play a game where... Everybody goes in the bathroom. Take the dirtiest picture you can. Craziest. The craziest picture. Not you dirty. Can. Okay. It was like take the craziest picture you can think of. Don't. And then the next person does it, but you're right. not allowed to look at what the per- people before you did. And right. let's see who just in a vacuum who took the craziest picture. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. So the funniest thing to me is that Jordan goes. So here's my picture, and it's Jordan with his. Doing a mangina. He puts his dick between, dick between his, legs his legs and shows like a mangina right. picture. And then, and then he goes, girl, here's Simon Rex's. It was the exact same thing, coincidentally. And then a girl, one of the girls, did a photo of just her pee going into the toilet. Right. Okay. And then what was your photo? Mine was finger and, in the asshole. <laughs> and Jordan was like, we were shocked. Like... We kind of wish the game didn't happen. Like it crossed the line, but like obviously made the story. And my wife who had just moved to Hollywood gets like Jordan passes the camera around and you're like, I don't care, whatever. It's so stupid. Yeah, sure. And I look at, I go, "Mm mm-hmm. And my wife's like, can I see? I go, yeah, look. And then we're like, what is that? And then, cause it was like a weird angle. And then it was it's hard to take a picture of your finger in right. your own asshole. Right. It's not it. We, so in the drive home was fascinating. <laughs> My wife's like, yeah, I don't. What are we doing out here? And I'm like, I'm going to be famous. <laughs> I have to be seen. I just got these new teeth. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was just like, and I remember being like, oh, I'm ne- I'm <laughs> Emily. I am so funny. I play to win. I right. also remember, I'm a, prof- I'm an overachieving perfectionist. I remember just being like, oh in my brain, it was just the, it ob- was well-groomed. It was all also the obvious thing to do. And I also like, didn't even think I was going to win the game. No. I remember being like, right. You thought the stakes were super high. I remember you going in there being like, like a thumb I mean, between Simon Rex and Jordan, like, right. I mean, this is, I mean, oh. I was so far off base. Right. In terms of what I thought this game was, and right. I actually did an episode on the sitcom I did for NBC about this very thing because it made me realize how intense, just off the grid I am in right. terms of what's like right. acceptable and appropriate. <laughs> now, when you were taking this awkward picture, I, I was did like, did you oh. step out of your body and look at yourself or not <laughs> Wait, at that moment? Hold on. That one you just... went to a dinner and showed people a picture of your thumb in finger, a finger in finger. your butthole and then you forgotten that you'd met. <laughs> and by the way, this is the craziest meeting of any, like I, I could meet anybody. Mm-hmm. So it was like, you know, when someone is like, let's play a party game and you're like, oh, here we go. Like, and I remember being in the bathroom being like, like, should I put, right. I was like, put, like, I got to go bigger. Go I home. just was like, I'm not going to win yeah. this, but I need to be fun. I don't want them to think I'm not fun. Right. I'm not participating. You know what I mean? I remember right. being like, I, like, 
the fact I settled on that. Like I feel like right, there, right, I right. feel like there were crazier things that weren't photo. You like cut yourself and I you're like, I can't show them that. Like, you got a bunch like, of toilet paper. I, like, I can't pull the fetus out from my Okay, I guess right. I'm just gonna can I the the camera won't flash inside my pussy, so I got it just looks like a black like I right. feel like it was what I settled on and I right. thought I was gonna get like second place That's the scary or third part. place. <laughs> And then, because I remember coming out being like, all right, I, I, what a stupid game. Like, I Can't know I'm going to lose here. this. And then, because then the game was everybody at the end looks at the photos together. Right. And it's hilarious. It's like Simon Rex's mangina, the P, and then it gets to mine and everyone was like, <gasps> like it was God. a bummer. It, it's hilarious. I did win though. But, and so for, from that, my takeaway <laughs> that night was you just seemed like, settled in around people. You seem comfortable around people. That's interesting. Which is something I was like, how does she fucking do that? And maybe uh, after today, maybe you're like, you go for broke. Right. So you go big or go home kind of thing. And but it I was didn't like, occur to me I was going big. That's the other thing. I think that's when you're it like- it didn't occur to me that you were going big either. I was just like, wow, she's so comfortable like around these people. Meanwhile, I'm like- what the fuck are you wearing, Anders? This is fucking the coolest dinner you've been to. Da 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 da. You know what I mean? And I knew you were like a stand up. And if uh, if Jordan vouched for you, you were like legit. You know? And I you was know like, what's interesting. The, the, as you say this, it kind of breaks my heart. You're kind of because I was. I've. I was. I do look back at that time, and I don't know if it was just stupidity or naivete, or I look back at that person and. That I'm like, I was so confident back then. And I look at myself now and I'm like, like the that the confidence that got me whatever I got, then getting it and right. being dragged through over right. the coals publicly. And like I'm now insecure and not that person. Right. Yeah. 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 I'm not, I, 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 I cannot believe the amount. I, well, the amount to of, be fair, that person took a picture of her finger in her bow. <laughs> yeah, we did need to humble her. We, we need to need, scale yeah. it. We need to scale it back. She can go away. Yeah. We need to scale um, it back. But so, so let me ask you about your wife. I'm, I'm obsessed with you. Uh, you, you and your wife met when you were 16 years old. Yeah. High school, high school. And yeah. then, uh, you've talked about how, when you went to college, you know, but you've stayed together. Like yeah. this is something that is, I think a part of the reason for the longest time, I was like, I don't even know how to attune to him because right. that, yeah, it's. Uh, I was like, is this an Amish? Is this a Mormon thing? Like, just I have no data that a man would just love a woman for that long and want to be monogamous, even when they got famous. So she's super dope. Of course. How small is her pussy? Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> not gonna get in it. I'm um, joking. I'm just saying. I think for no, the, I'm not gonna get into her pussy. Uh, <laughs> that's how small it is. Right. Uh, I'm just saying, like that is something that. I've hinged like most of the managing my sort of disappointment or insecurity about not being in a or, or not having found a relationship is right. like, I'm like, cause guys just don't do that. I have right. all these bullshit stories in right. my head and you debunk that. Well, like, I mean, we, we did take time off, uh, like in college and in high school, we were like on and off and stuff. So like other people have been in our lives or whatever, but like then moving out here, the place I grew up is kind of unique in certain ways where it's just like this socioeconomic, like science experiment where you're exposed to a lot of different people. And like, then you go to like college in Wisconsin and you're like, where are the black people? And everyone <laughs> yeah. goes, why? And yeah, you yeah, go, because yeah. uh, it's part of like how I grew up. Um, and then you get out to LA and you're like, you look how I look and everyone assumes a lot of stuff about you. And yeah. you- but then, so if you have somebody who grew up where you grew up, 
in this place that's, you know, it's not like super unique, but it's just different. And where'd you grow up? Evanston, Illinois, yeah. outside Chicago. And um, she, we have a shorthand about like values yeah. and things we want yeah. and like uh, acceptable behavior as far as like, you know, just... Uh, yeah, so it's just, she's dope, she's cool. But it's also the most, the people that I admire the most, and there's that Flaubert quote that I uh, always screw up, um, but uh, be... Uh, a who quote? Um, Flaubert, am I pronouncing it right? Is that like a vacuum company? Uh, <laughs> um the uh, new Flaubert. Flaubert quote, be regular and orderly in your life so that you may be violent and original in your work. Will Ferrell, Steve Carell, like a lot of the great- They all have that tattooed on their they all, tramp stamp. Yeah. Um, no, they have stable relationships with people they've been with for a very long time. Right. So it's like, you're not going home to chaos. So in your professional life, you can take risks and, and manage chaos because you're going home to a safe, consistent place. And yeah. I see so many, many talented people destroy their careers and lives because- they're constantly looking for the upgrade sure. relationship wise, mm -hmm. or they're just like, can't accept a, that a great thing already came along right. or they're just wired to need validation by yeah. smashing a lot of strange. And it's like kind <laughs> of a weird Your words. key. It's kind of a weird, like genius uh, get part of like the gift of being able to be as prolific as yeah. you. Yeah. But like at the same time, like, it's crazy at my house. You know what I mean? Yeah. For different reasons. Like every right. relationship. Right, right. Um, and like when you have a relationship that's like this long, like you, and by the way, like to come out to LA and like be like, okay, like you're going to make it in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. You don't know like where to put a comma and you're going to become a writer. Like yeah, she's yeah, smart. Yeah. She's like a journalism major and she like taught me how to spell. Because I just wrote, <laughs> I started writing movies on based on watching movies. Love right. It. Uh, and like buying how to write screenplay books and reading it myself. Save as the cat to, and stuff. Yeah, I didn't know how to like, I didn't, I'm not, a, I can't read really. Um, so I don't know how to write that way. I had to teach myself another way. But so she's just kind of like trusting me and was like, all right, like I, she saw something in me that I saw myself. And so like when it works, you're like, okay, like I want to make sure that she's got everything she wants here in LA. Like, uh, she works at a nonprofit, which you'd be surprised isn't like the most booming thing in LA. Like, right, right. Usually, like DC or New York is where you you should go. And right. Um, so to come out here and like, and like, where, I'm like a nonprofit. You mean she's a comedian, <laughs> right? Um, that is nonprofit like, for a wear while. Wear the pants for like years. You know what I mean? Where she's like, you need to cancel your subscription to Swimming World magazine. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm like, but I need to know what's going on before the Olympics. Um, <laughs> Like that kind of stuff where she's like, mm, you can't get a Blackberry because you're poor. You know what I mean? Like, like an she, actual, the, the fruit, not one. <laughs> yes, I like, I, I star myself. <laughs> no. um, but like those kind of things where she kept me in check and kept me focused. And um, that's also super helpful. And she knows who I am before all this. So yeah. like, even when like, I get a big head about whatever, she's like, you need to be, to, do, do I need to remind you about your teeth? Yeah. But <laughs> She's like, I used to lick them teeth before they were fake. How are your children's teeth? Oh, they're all fucked up. <laughs> but they're like, they have like new, old, like baby, grown up. Right, they're right. only eight, four, and zero. I feel like the stuff available to fix teeth now are so, we had like headgear. Oh. You we know, there's like two rounds of braces now. 
There's like very young kid braces oh. that you get for like six months to kind of like set the table. From six months old? No, no, no. Like uh, at four, 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 six months. To as get like ahead a, of it. As a young, exactly. And then like in high school when they're really trying to start to settle, mm-hmm. then like you do it again for just a little bit. They realize like, like at 15 to just put half a basketball hoop on someone's <laughs> mouth yeah. in like a bunch of rubber bands and like a police, a cotton gin. The rubber band <laughs> game was crazy. Dude, that was wild. The fact that there was just like neon rubber mm-hmm. bands in your it's friend's mouth. It's colors. <laughs> Look, you guys. It's Look, the school it's the, it's the, Imagine kids running around now with like, it's the Ukrainian flag. <laughs> I dude, mean, dude, headgear, mm-mm. one false move and you could just slash your own throat. <laughs> right. I did have a friend who got locked up with his girlfriend, <gasps> like brace to brace. Happened all the time. Yeah. <gasps> and Happened the mom all- had to be like, you're kidding me, right? And like, get them apart. <laughs> How about this? I was the bitch who was like, I want clear braces because mm-hmm. I don't want anyone to see that I have braces. It, clear braces are like clear bra straps. You can't, you, <laughs> yeah, it's like, you, you, they're but just- like Invisalign? No, oh. you could get clear braces uh-huh. when you, this was in Virginia when I lived in Roanoke yeah. and my grandfather paid for me to have braces and you could get clear the little squares that yeah. were stuck to your teeth. It yeah. took two years longer to have clear ones. Right. I said, absolutely. Sure. I got that kind of time as yeah. long as they're clear <laughs> and they weren't clear. They were whatever color the food you just ate was <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? They were mm-hmm. yellow. They were right. Yeah. It was just disgusting. Right. And, uh, yeah. Wait, your grandma paid for him? My grandfather. Grandfather. Yeah. I was Why say, did you grand- just make him transition? Well, I thought you said grandmother. And I, did, I, I was excited because that I was I like, did. oh, both of our grandmas paid for our teeth. Oh, interesting. My grandfather that, paid for mine. Yes. That's not that interesting. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> um, it's not as good. Yeah. Uh, I think if we've learned anything from my conversation with Anders today, mm-hmm. it's that we are best friends. Oh. I wish he were my best friend. No, you only have best fiends. I know. I'm sorry. But the good thing about my best friend, best fiends, is that once you download it, you can play it anywhere, even without mm. an internet What did connection. you do on your 22-hour voyage to this wedding this week? I went to a wedding in Aruba. You know what I did for 21 hours? Complained? Yep. <laughs> and then for the other hour, I played best fiends. <laughs> and it flew by. Because I didn't have Wi-Fi on the plane. I can't afford Wi-Fi on a plane. <laughs> Okay. What airline did you fly? I flew Malaysia. United. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, they can't either. Yeah, and I did, even I, if you could, it yeah, work. and I forgot your credit card, so yeah, I couldn't yeah. do it. Well, well then, I did put my room on your card. It so. is. <laughs> it is. By the way, more points for me. That's uh, true. Uh, I get in that lounge. I walk into that lounge, and they're like, "Ma'am," I'm like. <laughs> The way I'm treated in the American Express lounge makes me think everyone's You're treated so me. well, you don't even get on the plane. <laughs> <Yeah>. Sometimes. <laughs> By the way, we did, okay, Best Fiends is an amazing game that we love, but we did miss our flight playing it. Best, well, Best Fiends really helped me out because I ended up being stuck in LAX for, say it with me, seven hours. <laughs> and you know what I did? I collected tons of fiends and yeah. I got powered up and I played even more levels than I had before. It was magical. Everyone she brings me new challenges. Bangs. It was wild. Yeah. <laughs> to play. That was like a month and a half ago. They're growing really slowly. Okay, Will Smith. <laughs> it was a joke. I am on level 300 and I am just getting better and better. You can download Best Fiends for free from the App Store or Google Play. Plus, even earn even more with $5 of in-game rewards when you reach level five. That's Ooh. just five levels. In Scientology, that's the one where you get to learn about the aliens. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. Now, where can you go see some of your best friends? Uh, if you want more of this coherent, <laughs> cogent, quick-witted, mm. 
magical. Look, I think everyone can agree that now is the best time to be a comedian. <laughs> People love jokes. They love what we have to say. There's no threat. Everyone has a sense of humor about mm-hmm. themselves. Mm. I just feel like being a, a facetious roast type comedian right, is just right, right. like really in demand right now. Yeah. So I'm going to be in Houston, Texas this weekend. Um, just at a time where people are just uh, assaulting um, comedians. What's great I, is- I go to Texas where everyone can have a gun at right. all times. And also, if you can get slapped on national television on a national network, oh. imagine what can happen at the 713 Music Hall in Houston. Where, I mean, it, let's do this. <laughs> Honestly, I just watch the just watch this new piercing. Um, (laughs) I'm going to be in Texas this weekend. New Orleans. You guys know how to fight. Mm -hmm. April 9th. I'll be at the Orpheum Theater. Mm -hmm. Come at me, bro. April 13th and 14th. I'm going to be in La Jolla, La Jolla, California at Mm -hmm. the Comedy Store. Mm -hmm. I always run my uh, hour before I shoot my specials in La Jolla. Um, So by night, that's a Wednesday and Thursday. I'm going to be doing my specials. And by day, I'm going to be... uh, verbally harassing all the stores that still have ivory in their windows uh, in La Jolla. Oh my God. Uh, Where are you on April 22nd? Uh, I'm <laughs> a funeral probably. Uh, but if I'm not there, I'm going to be in Portland, Oregon at the Arlene Schnitzer concert hall. Who's Arlene? Is she dead too? Um, I don't, I feel like most people that have concert halls are dead. Um, May 20. It's like you just name, is that a, the tax workaround that if you die, you just buy a theater? Oh, maybe. That's actually a good idea. I think that's what this is. That's There's a lot of random theaters named after people. Yeah. Joanne. That why does Joanne? It, yeah. She's, yeah. She's the most memorable one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tyson, even May 20th. Tyson's Corner. Okay. If you guys don't know, look at roll the footage of Tyson's Corner 24 years ago. Mm-hmm. You will see me making bad choices in the parking lot and Emily um, in an eyelet dress at Build a Bear. <laughs> <laughs> But it's telling everyone that the bears are have been appropriated. Uh, and then <laughs> I have <laughs> Hannah. Emily has Hannah on her hand. From uh, that an Indian wedding. This is on May 20th, Tyson's Corner, Capital One Hall. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm yeah, we're doing that. And then uh June 26th, I'm gonna be in Toronto. Um again. Well, Vancouver also. I Vancouver's happening. Vancouver That's earlier. Happening. But then I'm gonna be in Toronto. Yeah. Um, and then hey, Canadians, I love you guys. Can't wait, but the hugging, it's a wrap on that. Mm-hmm. After the pandemic and everyone getting canceled for hugging a little too long. Mm-hmm. My and hands are so sticky from all the maple syrup. We're going to be mm-hmm. doing pounds. We're going to be pounding mm-hmm. it out. Okay. Good For You is doing a live show. If you thought the Oscars was a mind-bending thrill ride. <laughs> okay. And we don't have somebody who's bleeping. Okay. Cutting right. to commercial. Right. By the way, you, I mean, there, we've got more, we will cover our physical violence with more angles. You will see it. Yeah. Look, careers will be destroyed. Mm-hmm. Brain cells will be um, deleted. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are playing strip truth or dare. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I've got a, the kind of dares, the kind of dares I'm going with are like. I'm so scared. Pierce your own ear with this um, paperclip. Oh, see, I'm excited for the truths. Oh, really? Oh, I oh, have. I'm gonna... I have written. What do you not know about me at this point? It's not what I don't know about you. It's <laughs> what everybody else doesn't know. About <laughs> oh, that is so. Wait, that's good. the angle but from which I'm approaching like, this. I want, no. an, I want an example. Don't give me like give me a for example. Like I would do. I, this is the type of dares I think we should do. First of all, we're also going to do drugs. Um, <laughs> Which, believe it or not, I'm not doing right now. I uh, uh, do, like, I want to do, like, either 
kiss my nipple or smack me in the face. <laughs> I know what I'm going to do. That's an easy one. <laughs> that's not really. That's like both of those are a bonus for us. <laughs> <laughs> on April 17th at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Bert Kreischer's going to be here. We have to like really, but we have to all get together with the Bert Kreischer truth and dares. Oh, for sure. Because he has revealed so much and yeah. he's always, he's like, I dare you to put a shirt on. Oh, that's so oh, funny. True. That's so uh, funny. We're going to do uh, questions and answers. Mm-hmm. You guys are going to send us questions. Um, and I don't know, you guys should pick them because I, I'm always, I get mm-hmm. stumped. Mm-hmm. How'd you get into comedy? I've answered that 500 times on the internet. Like, I'm not, we we have to, don't be a dork with your questions. Mm. Go to momenthouse.com slash good for you and get your tickets. It's a one-time only live digital event. It's going to be great. Back to Anders. So let me ask you, okay, so <sighs> swimming. So the fact that <laughs> Let's you- Let's go into it. The fact that you were a professional swimmer is so- I was not a professional. <laughs> I swam in college. You swam in college. Yeah. But but there is a can I just there's like four professional swimmers <laughs> and Michael Phelps is three of them. Um, you know what I mean? Like it ain't really. Cracking. I don't know. There's <laughs> like I, I per, there's, so there's no there's no career in swimming. Like no, there's there what is. What about like the Marines? They just started like they just started a professional swimming league. I'm the only person that watches it. <laughs> it's so sick though. There's like lights and shit. It's like, what's, like a, what's it's the website? What's the. It's called the ISL, the International Swimming League. That's so funny. You should hook up with the California Condors. They train out here. <laughs> I'm not joking. It's real. But I'm a, you know, the Gigi Gorgeous was a. Yes, diver you told me this. Yeah. Because as someone that played played basketball in a couple like sketchy leagues, like pre Olympic leagues right. in Europe and stuff like that, it's yeah. sort of like, like AAU. I did like AAU yeah, basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's all these other sort of ways to do it that aren't right. high school. But. Having the background of of sports and athlete, like understanding what it takes to be good. Right. I also think that the people I know, I'm just going to, this is totally fake news, but I will defend it and die on this hill. The people I know that are in r- the best healthy long-term relationships played sports mm-hmm. because there, you know, like what you put in, you're going to get back. Like you learn it's about- It's not just because they're like, their bodies are still in shape. <laughs> it's not- <laughs> They're like, well, shit, she still got it. Every girl I know that was a professional gymnast is in a happy relationship. I well, can't figure can out why. I can't figure out why. Around their husband's Every mouth. girl I know that was a famous ballerina has a husband. Mm-hmm. I can't figure out why. Mm-hmm. No, but I just mean the mentality of like sports. Like it's this, you're constantly humbled. You're, you realize you can't stay clean on the shower you took yesterday. Like, you know. <laughs> That, yep. Okay, that's an AA slogan. Yep. I, why are you with? Yes, and you're one of the greatest improvisers on the planet. Why can't you just imp, like go with me on this? I don't know if I fully agree with what you're saying. <laughs> like, because well, for for comedy, all yes, and but then for, you know like, nothing about this podcast. I, I, yeah, no, I I I, get, I guess I get what you're saying. The like, skills, like the the work ethic of being an athlete. Well, I will say that if you're a team sport player, mm-hmm. it makes sense because you know how to like jive with somebody and like give Yeah, and football go. players are known for being monogamous. Um, You're that's right. That's less of a team. That's, that is a team sport, but that's more of like a, um, I, not every, it's less, you're less sharing the ball in football, right? Interesting, yes. It's a, the quarterback's got the ball. The I running back gets it. The receivers get it. Based Everybody on else this has logic, team sports athletes would be good at polygamy. I'm talking about like <laughs> soccer I'm talking about like basketball where like yes. you literally every player literally can get the ball and be part of it. Right. Yes. So you work with people. 
improvisers maybe i don't know people who like they know it's not all about them mm-hmm. but like swimming's a little different it's a um it's a singular sport for the most part because it's just you right yeah but like my wife played soccer she's a runner i don't know i don't know about the work ethic there's thing, definitely like, no what? i'm just as i as i just move through the world i'm always trying to find things to explain behaviors and personalities like i'm like birth order like birth order I'll, I'll talk about forever forever yeah. like but I'm kind of when I go like oh the people in my life that play sports are more like this or the people in my life that you know they're coachable and, coachable and teachable I'll, here's what I'll say. willing to receive feedback e- or need feedback mm-hmm. right so like in a relationship there will be a coach and there will be a player interesting right? and I'm the coach in my relationship <laughs> <Are> the- <laughs> no. well or the ability to go you're giving me feedback and it's not a criticism. You truly want me to be better. Not taking feedback always as a criticism or something. That's like personal. Yes. Or being able right. to receive it and be like, I can I can see through the way you're saying something right. and separate how you're saying something with what you're saying. And I know that if you're giving me feedback at all, it means you care on some level. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like my whole thing in relationship is like, if I'm fighting with you, I'm fighting for you. Also, and I'll say this out of like my relationship for my wife she doesn't need me. She needs running, right? Like I don't calm her down. She's like miserable. I'm going to go for a run. And she comes back 45 minutes later and she's like, Hey, how are you? Do you want to get lunch together? So like, I might even argue that people who have this, uh, athletes or whatever, they have another way to find endorphins and yep. to like clear their head other than like in within people. It's Getting your emotional them. equilibrium. Like, you know how to. They can go reset on their own. And some people will drink or jerk off or do it. Like, that's a healthy addiction. Some like, people might go running, get a little horny, go home, jerk off and uh-huh. have a drink. Yeah. But like, she knows what she needs to get her internal equilibrium, which is, I think, if you're an athlete, you understand your body, you yeah. understand how to take, you know, maybe it's just more that. Right. I'm reaching. Know. So th- this is fascinating to me because when I meet someone that's been in a, a relationship this long, I'm like, as someone that saw four divorces by the time I was 15, was mm-hmm. very much t- like inculcated with like half of marriages. Inculcated? And it was instilled in me things like, um, you know, the uh, monogamy was invented when the life expectancy was 40. Monogamy is not natural. Like I grew up sure. around lots of divorces and a lot of sure. uh, cheating and a lot of people that needed to say, uh, monogamy is a capitalist conspiracy. It's right. by, dis- uh, uh, the, 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 what is it? The wedding machine of the wedding Industrial business. Industrial Exactly. So <laughs> I have fears about being in a long-term committed relationship because right. number one, my biggest fear in life is being boring. Being boring. That's my nightmare is to be sitting next to someone and just like have nothing to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like be bombing. Yeah. Um, but I guess true love, you can just be silent and not. I love that you think it's true love. It's not like, <laughs> it, it's not like I walk in the door and she's like, here's your fucking whatever, sir. Like we kiss and then we look at each other's eyes and like. A, a healthy relationship. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's. But you it's, ever it's, run out of things to talk about? No, because life is happening, right? And you're like, you're you have kids, and then like you move or like a new job. It's a lot of logistics. No, it's. Uh, I mean, you could call it logistics if you're like a sociopath, but like <laughs> I'm talking about interacting with people. Because those feel like texts. Those feel like email. Yeah, I mean, we definitely have those times where it's like I'm living in a different world than she is, right? And like I was just in Mobile, Alabama for two months with Sebastian Maniscalco making a movie, and 
it sucked. And she was pregnant and like she mm. was in a world with like my family and that I was in a world kid. making a movie with like Robert De Niro and going out to dinner and hanging out with the cast and like, yeah, um, it's for sure not my kid. Uh, <laughs> it's got one nipple just like Adam Devine. Very strange. Um, but not nipple, dimple. So yeah, you do have those moments where it's like, you got to get back on the same page because otherwise, like, what are you doing? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then we just did that. Um, I got back and said no to a humongous project. <laughs> so that you could father your children? Yeah. And she and now I'm, like, trying to find the next thing mm-hmm. if it happens. Yeah. And uh, she feels bad, but she shouldn't feel bad. Because it cause shoots it in a, a crazy place? Uh, just New York. But yeah. it was just, like, a long commitment. Um, and she feels bad, but she shouldn't feel bad because it was, like— a decision we made, not mm-hmm. something that I felt like pressured by her because it also wasn't perfect. But um, you just got to like... Cats too. It was cats too. <laughs> All buttholes. Um, they might need your fingers. I'm just saying my audition tape's ready. <laughs> um, yeah. So like you just got to like... I don't know. I don't. It's it's weird to hear people talk about it in such because to ways. you it's so it's so second nature. It's not only second nature, but it's not magical. It's not. Is it inherent? Are your brothers in law? No, my brothers, my oldest brother's single. My uh, who's uh, what forty six or something like that, and then my other brother just got engaged. Um. Uh. So we. So you work more than anyone I know. Like you, I do? yes. Sick. Like I am so happy. Keep for saying you. that because I'm like I'm just so dying happy to get another job. for you. Thank you. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. It's everything. I mean, so we just did this. Uh, I, I mean, I'm because when you have a, like workaholics, which is such a sure thing, mm-hmm. every year you're mm-hmm. like, cool. Maybe Seven I'll do years. a movie That's like between unheard of. Like it's crazy. It was amazing. Um, but I with these guys, you know, and the fact, yeah, and then now the podcast. This is important as you guys. And I was listening. Um, to some episodes and it is just like everything you would want from a podcast. Like as someone that I go to podcasts for news sometimes, cause I'm trying to not be like a complete waste mm-hmm. of space and, and moron and right, like know right. what's going on in the world. And it feels like homework, but like yours is like just hanging out with your funniest friends. Yeah. And yeah. it's, it's like, I haven't really had a family dynamic, but I assume that's what it's like to have a family. You're just like it hanging is. out with people it that is. can, it, it's, it's a very warm, fuzzy Thing that I feel like TV now, a lot of TV wants to like lecture people on how to vote and how to behave and tell yeah. them how like sexist and homophobic and racist they are. Right. Whereas a lot of people in America are like, that's just you guys. We're kind of just trying to watch TV to like laugh and yeah. not feel like shit. Like yeah. we work three jobs and kind of just like it's it's I like where TV is going. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna leave you on that island. Yeah, it's just like it's just like just like Hollywood <laughs> lecturing people that just kind of want to laugh after their four jobs. Right, right, right. Like, it's just so fun. You will learn absolutely nothing. No. Uh, We talk about news from, like, seven months ago. Like, after it's been, like, buried and done by every podcast the week of. We're like, but you know what is crazy? Like... No, I, you know that I wanted to do on this th- this podcast. I wanted to do a uh, segment called like, "Can we circle back mm-hmm. on something that happened before I had a podcast?" And I st- I still need to talk about um, Gwyneth Paltrow and Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I never got to ta- <laughs> right, give you right, my take on it right, when it was happening. Right. Like, I still need to talk about like Encino Man. I'd like to do a movie review. <laughs> I'll talk about that. <laughs> All day long. Because I do want to ask about all the comedies and stuff that formed you. Um, so good. Wait, but, so you were saying before I started talking about this and how how I have like... You're saying this as if it's it's some people listen. People can't see that? No, this. some people listen. Okay, so 
But you were saying this I, is important I work the all the time, and I was saying ah, it doesn't feel like that because I had such a steady gig, and now it's like I'm I feel gigging. like I knew that I am in demand as an actress because I just got to do a movie, and then you texted me, you're like, I'm in it, and I was like, oh my god, I'm yeah. in, I'm in a movie that's gonna come out, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> all the movies I do either are in development forever or they just come out on like CISO. So it was very fun. We got to do. We thought we were gonna be in a movie together. It was a bummer. It was, we didn't we get, were in a movie, but not together. We didn't get to be in scenes together. We had a scene together, but they turned it into a phone call. And so we got to do this movie together. We can't really talk much about it, but we'll talk about it oh, when really? it comes out. I mean, we can, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. just not out yet. Yeah. You got to play that. Yeah, I got to see your, they showed me your footage of oh, you. Oh, good. That's good. That's yeah. good. And then uh, I got to like act with your footage. Right. Because I did improvise stuff, yeah. but then I was like, how is this going to work? Like, and then good that they showed you because then you could riff with yeah. my ghost. What movies did you watch growing up? Can I guess what formed you? Yeah. Well, you were Illinois, so you probably watched Roseanne. Yeah. That's huge. Lisi, so Lisey Gorenson. Yes. Was my neighbor growing up. Crazy. Like I, she's best, not Crazy. best friends. She was really good friends with my brother, Oli. Uh, and I saw her a few Crazy. years ago, like that Emmys yeah. night before party. And yes, she was Becky like, Becky from Roseanne. What the fuck? Yes. yes. The first Becky. Yes. The first Becky. And then the now Becky. And the she now came Becky. Back. Yeah. yeah. Which by the way, I'm so fast. I did obviously. She's hilarious. EP and work on Roseanne. So, but I've talked about this, but yeah. not on the, the fact You're that. You're a Zanimal. Is that who? You're a Zanimal. What's that mean? <laughs> it's short, like Roseanne, like Zan. You're Zanimal. <laughs> Anybody who's a fan of Roseanne's is Zanimal. <laughs> Slide into her DM DMs and tell her you're a Zanimal. <laughs> Don't do that, please. Just keep sending dick pics per usual. Oh boy. But what do because I'm obsessed. Did workaholics have names of fans? No. Because you know how like people have like. You mean like we'd name Beyonce characters? is the bay beehive. Sorry. Okay, yeah, yeah, no. Taylor Swift or Swifties. Like, oh, workaholic. Yeah, the liquors. Is that uh, what they no, call? I don't oh. know. <laughs> no. I don't think so. Um, the workman. Yeah. I'm just curious. Like, because people. Alcoholics. What, what are the alcoholics? I think it was the alcoholics, yeah. <laughs> if you're a big fan of workaholics. Yeah, yeah, alcoholics. alcoholics. Yeah. I'm always curious because a bunch of people have been like, what would fans of this podcast be called? I'm like, I, I don't. I thought that's what you were doing. Mm -hmm. What else did you watch? Were you a, because I was a Three Amigos. Mm. Uh, National Lampoon's European Vacation. See boobies. I, yep. Yeah. Uh, he's going to porker us. Yep. And <laughs> I had like four or five movies that my brother, who was 10 years older than me, never returned to Blockbuster. And I yeah. just watched them over and over again. Right. Coneheads with Dan Aykroyd. Blues Brothers with Dan Aykroyd. Sure. Originated on SNL. I had old SNL tapes of Chevy Chase and Dan Aykroyd. Landshark was like right. the biggest joke in my house growing <laughs> so up. So good, yeah. So I, because I had an older brother, I kind of like, saw older comedies. Same. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, Because yeah, you yeah. have older brothers. Yeah. Um, so, any more guesses before I go into it? Um, True so Beverly just... Hills. No. <laughs> um, and and what, oh, Caddyshack. A million times. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, I, I liked Roseanne and we watched it because Elise was on it. Like, we were Wild. like, like, we got, and it was very strange. To and be is like, that what it felt like? Because I remember watching Roseanne and part of the reason I obviously wanted to do the reboot and it yeah. was, I, that was the first show I watched that I was like, that's what my house looks like. Right. And yeah. that's how my family talks to each Adam other. Adam Devine talks about how that's what his family was like. He yeah. was like, this is my family, like straight up. Mm -hmm. My family was more, I don't know, we were kind of like, um, the poor people at the country club. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that was us a little, yeah. Where I, we, we had like, we drove used cars. Yeah. We didn't valet. Uh -huh. We would like park and yeah. then like walk up with the valet guys. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but belonged to a country club until I was like 
nine or something like that. Like the check like probably bounced. Yeah, it's like. Yes. <laughs> My parents would yell at me when they're like, you bought seven frozen Snickers. Exactly, exactly. We were uh, like that too. It was like trying to keep up with the Joneses, right. but not able to. Yeah. And then we didn't go back to the club because uh, it got super expensive. Um, and then, yeah, so I watched, I watched so much television mm-hmm. as a kid. Like latchkey kid TV constantly. Uh, I watched things very young. Um, I saw like Animal House. Yep. I'd seen Huge. probably like 20 times by the time How I was we not eight years done? old. This is like perfectly designed for TikTok. Remember when Jim Belushi had the egg in his mouth and he yeah. <laughs> slammed it? I talk about like Labyrinth all the time because it was yes. like such a big deal for yep. me. And yep. a lot of people. You remind me of the babe. The babe with the power? The power. The power of voodoo. voodoo. You do. Do what? You, you remind me of the babe. I saw my, my baby crying hard I didn't see that on your computer. could cry. Uh, what could I do? I was playing that for the other day for my kids. They love it. And by the way, I, ju- I, I just played it for uh, my friend Dan Levy's kids and they lost their minds. Yeah. They it's had never seen song. it. Jim yeah. Henson for kids. Yeah. It is a bummer that, I mean, David Bowie is wearing no panties in that. And he is. He's got a piece on definitely or something, Definitely right? not circumcised. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And. But a lot of people that are that listen to this podcast that are really young are watching Labyrinths for the first time and they're yeah. like, what the fuck is this nightmare? Yeah, no, it's it, you got to watch it before you're like 14 years old. Otherwise, you're like, this is weird. I guess because they're like, you realize Jennifer Connelly was 15 and he was 40. I'm like, okay. Yeah, it's not- it was different back then. That's just how you got dinner. Also, he's evil, so it's okay. <laughs> he steals babies. Um, I don't know. And then I was like, is that you eat babies? Q- like QAnon people lose their minds when I yeah, say that's yeah. my favorite but movie. But the thing... Babies taste so good. They're, I mean, yeah. honestly, a little ranch, delicious. And I'm, I mean, like a, ba- a baby ranch where baby. we're growing babies <laughs> on a ranch. Um, Robocop. Robo, oh. big, big. Love Robocop. Okay. It's hyper violent. Yeah. And I saw it when I was probably eight years old. Sure. Um, what else? Labyrinth, Dark Crystal. Whoa, big. Okay, Spaceballs. N- Neverending Story. Not a huge Spaceballs. Animaniacs. No, I'm. Uh, people my age watched Animaniacs, but I'm a little older than that. Like, yeah. I'm DuckTales. I'm, I'm Darkwing Duck. What were like your comedy when you were like, I want to do comedy and you're like watching things? Was it like, uh, uh, you know. Ghostbusters. Whoa, big. Ghostbusters and. Um, like Mr. Show. Like, I, like I just feel like everyone's got their thing. Chappelle Show has their thing that mine was like Martin, Roseanne. For whatever reason, mad about you. Like that yeah. was my first like, okay, stand-up Cheers. comedians with shows. Huge. I love Cheers. Huge. I remember watching I remember watching the Cheers finale, like when I'm supposed to be doing homework and I was like standing wow. in our like TV room with the clicker, yeah. like ready to turn it off and like run out the door. <laughs> Cheers um, pilot. Perfect. It's perfect. It's amazing. And um De La Soul, their first couple albums with like the sketches and the skits in there. Interesting. I fucking was like, this is the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. That's fascinating. Um, Like Three Feet High and Rising, De La Soul is Dead. Those two albums are like, I'll just quote those. We would just quote those constantly. That's Um, interesting. Like Prince Paul. I mean, I don't know if you've listened to those albums. They're almost impossible to find now because Def Jam like sits on the rights and they're not streaming anywhere. But I think they're about to be. Anyway. Um, Stand By Me is like the greatest movie of all time. 
Stand by me is with Jerry O'Connell. Yes, uh, that the okay. That mine, the four kid, the four kids. Mine was like body. Lord of the Flies. Was my stand. Oh, by Lord me. of the Flies. Huge. I used to rent that huge way too much. I, it was real. It felt very real to me as a kid. That was like my education of like human nature. Right. Like that's the only reason I've survived Hollywood. Have you right. seen Yellow Jackets on Showtime? No. It's the female Lord of the Flies. Okay. It's incredible. Yeah. Stand by me. Interesting. Have you remember ever, my girl? Have you ever seen um, Stand by Me? I, no, honestly, mm-hmm. and I, you guys can chime in. They're paid to agree you with should, me. So you should watch it. It's fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm so I'm really surprised you haven't seen it. I didn't watch a lot of these like emotional comedy. I don't think children's stories are interesting. This is interesting. But I'm saying as a, as a, when I was a kid, I had to be so precocious and so dull. I was like dating older guys and I had to like get myself home from school. I was not interested in stories about kids' lives. This is River Phoenix. Oh, wow. Yeah. This is Kiefer Sutherland uh, with like- Guns. I see guns and crying. You got to see this movie. Okay, I will. It's I so will. fucking good. It's a, It's based on a Stephen King book. Amazing. It's uh, directed by- Rob Reiner when he was like on his fucking tear. I remember watching Dead Poets Society a lot when I was a kid. Yeah, that was a little too... I have emotions for me. But like Ace Ventura, Austin Powers. No, um, no. Like you lose your mind watching these insane characters. Right yeah. now there's this movement in comedy where we need to like use our platform responsibly. Sure, fine, great. But a comedy still needs to be a comedy. A stand-up special should not be a lecture or a TED talk. I don't... I don't want people as dumb as me that might be funny telling me like about the world. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a fucking idiot. No one should listen to me about yeah. almost anything, but I will act like a fool for you. you yeah, exactly. I mean? That's, that is literally, I'm a clown. <clears throat> sometimes I think stand-up comedians sometimes like, Oh, incisive commentary or like whatever. Fine. But right. I'm just, I'm just, I get very excited when yeah. I get to talk to a comedian who actually yeah. just like want, doesn't want to run for office. Right. And by the way, um, I understand that like to have a platform is a privilege and like it, it is an opening to, to inform people about something. But at the same time, I'm not that guy. Yeah. If George Clooney wants to do it. Yeah. Great. He seems pretty smart. Um, do you really want your like politicians doing comedy? No, either. Like right. it's, no. it's comedy is yeah. like the only job where they also expect you to be like a scientist and a, and a politician and a charity worker and whatever. Right. Right. Like you like, what's the most annoying like thing UFC about fighter. So, yeah. <laughs> what's the most annoying thing about flying Southwest is like the, the, the flight attendants like want to do comedy and you're like, Oh, like it's like, right. Yet we put all this pressure on ourselves to be able to do everything else. Although I did was thinking about, I wrote this down. I found this in my notes app the other day, pitching a stand up special for just Southwest Airlines uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> flight attendants because <laughs> some of them had some fun. Some of I'm them, sure. I don't know why it's just that airline. Though. Well, because think about how many flights they're doing a day. Like they're honing that material. It is a captive <laughs> audience. And though. I just saw the worm over there. No, I'm just a worm. Oh, I'm just a worm. Yeah. Yeah. Are Wait, and then you said, did I watch My Girl? My girl, yeah. Segway. Um, yeah, of course I watched My Girl. It's amazing. How? And I just worked with Anna Klumsky of My Girl fame. Thanks. So and Inventing Anna, which Thank I was you. just bringing up. Right, huh. right. How right. weird is that? Right. And I, play, I played, uh, it was amazing. I played My Girl for my kids and they loved it. Aww. Is that child abuse? Old Yeller, My Girl. I feel like- They loved it. When he gets killed by the bees? Yes. Yeah. People die. You, you know that, right? 
Uh, they watched it. They loved it. I and think then, Disney movies are insane. The fact that like they just like Bambi to me is the most traumatic thing that happened. Like, yeah, but like you gotta. These are. Things I was molested that as a kid, and I'm like Bambi was traumatic. Yeah, uh, by a deer. <laughs> a Take deer. My a deer. Hoof. A deer friend of the family. Ride the hoof. <laughs> it was on ice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I showed I showed it for them, and the big takeaway was when Dan Aykroyd, your favorite. And Jamie Lee Curtis are out playing bingo in this like small town. The kids follow them because they're like, oh my God, they're on a date and they don't want them like to hook up. And they're about to kiss. And the kids, she jumps out and goes, bingo. And like, they don't <laughs> kiss because they think whatever. So now my kids, whenever me and my wife are like going to kiss around the house, they shout bingo. And it's like the fucking oh. best. They're like, bingo! But remember she worked in a funeral home? Am I making yeah. that up like a funeral Dan pop? Dan yes. did. Yeah, they lived there. They lived there and she was like a hypochondriac. She always, not hypochondriac, but she always thought like she was, had some kind of ailment. Well, bitches be crazy. It must be surreal. Like when you. (laughs) You've read my diary. (laughs) When you, when it must be surreal as like, whenever I work with someone that was like one of my heroes as a kid, Mm -hmm. it, does it ever stop being a little weird? Um, No. It's always weird. Good, it's good. It's always it should weird, be. right? It should be. Um, Every time Polly Shore calls me, even when I'm annoyed, I'm like, it is weird that I'm like sending Polly Shore to voicemail. <laughs> right. And you're wheezing the juice. And it's a beautiful thing. Um, no, Polly did Workaholics and he was fucking- He's hilarious. Awesome. He's hilarious. He was so good. We were like, so the bit is that like, you're up for auction. Will you get in this cage? And he was like, yeah. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> yes, I will. It was great. Uh, Obsessed. And, but anyway, so yeah, it, it never gets old. And I, I told this story somewhere the other day, so I hope I'm not doubling up. But I was an announcer at the NHL Awards a few years ago. And I'm backstage and I'm just waiting around like for my category or whatever. <clears throat> Best coach or some shit. And somebody comes up to me and they're like, hey, sorry to bother you. Um, I'm the announcer over the loudspeakers. Like you've been listening to me all night, blah, blah, blah. Uh, my daughter's a huge fan of yours. Can we get a picture before you leave for the end of the night? And I go, absolutely. Wayne Gretzky. Oh no. Cause he was the announcer of the night. Oh, sorry. Wayne Gretzky's not doing that, but oh, sorry. I look at him and I go, you're Roger Rose. You're the star of ski patrol. And he was like, yeah, I go, <laughs> Dude, I've seen Ski Patrol 1,000 times. And I was like, he's like, oh, that's so nice to hear. I go, dude, I'm me because of you. Like your DNA of like putting stuff out there. Like your daughter loves you through me. You know what I mean? Like that, like that's the craziest thing about this business is that these people you've grown up watching, seeing, maybe even like forgetting about, but like, they're in your hippocampus. I might, I might have watched that movie 20 times over a winter break and then not again for a decade. They're in their fabric of like the 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 moments that got you through like right. your life. Right. They've incantationed. What was the word you used? They've inculcated. They've inculcated <laughs> um, your comedy or your sensibility. There might be a word from a movie that you say a certain way because of that. And that's it. And like, I mean, that's the thing is like Alanis Morissette was going to come on the podcast and we had to reschedule for a couple of reasons. I'm like, I don't even think like, I don't think you understand that. Like you're my inner monologue. Like you taught me how to, you taught me this like spectrum of emotions. Like you, it's, it's your program to me. <laughs> the spectrum of emotions is the four different versions of her in the car. <laughs> during <laughs> You're like, there's straight hair, braids, there's, 
like you t- sweater <laughs> over the sleeves. Uh-huh. The the yeah. You taught me that if you go to a movie with a guy, you're supposed to blow him in the theater. Mm-hmm. How else would I have known that? Yeah. I would have just sat there and watched the movie like an asshole. Right. right. <laughs> so, okay. Inventing Anna. We are obsessed with, uh, we were obsessed with the story before uh, it was, ma- it was made into the show. Crazy story. We started watching it. Yeah. And uh, I mean, why am I saying we as if like, <laughs> I have started watching it and then it's by the way, Shauna Rhimes. Can I just be a dork? Mm-hmm. And that must be a trip. I'm, um, I live in Shondaland now. <laughs> How wild is that? It's crazy. Like, Do you have I, a different kind of health insurance? It feels like a different level. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's just, she is somebody who has created several iconic shows that have run forever. You know what I mean? Um, and I not watched only, her masterclass and it is fascinating. Is it? She's just, she's just. Yeah. She's a badass. She's just a badass. I, yeah, I don't know how else to describe it. Like I and two two different things. I read the script first, and like and I, I keep saying this, but the action, you know, usually it's like he walks in the door, sets down his bag, whatever. Her action is like the most fun thing you can read. So she's writing for the reader. Wow. On top of writing for the viewer. Usually stage direction is like boring because like yeah, because just get to it. Just get she's to the point. never not writing. Exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. And it's fun. And like, it's like the most fun script I've ever read. Um, And then they were like, hey, it's just going to be a meeting. It wasn't like an audition. It was just like, come in and sit down. And I kind of talked with the people at the top of her company with her in the room. They were kind of like, so what are you into? Where are you from? And then like, she was kind of like listening to the answers and stuff. And not like a fucking you know, uh, like, a <laughs> what's his name from, um, Dr. Dr. Oh, Evil. Dr. Not like Dr. Evil, like in the back or <laughs> the whatever. hairless cat. Yeah. Not like that, but just kind of like, I think she might not be super outgoing. Yeah. Right. So she has the people who were very outgoing that work for her company. Yeah. Or uh, she's like, I don't have to do that. I'm just going to, no, but she's watch. in the room. So that's, so I just, but anyway, um, and then we talked a little bit about like Chicago and, I guess she'd she'd seen me on different shows and was like, let's, I think I left and then found out that I got it. That's interesting because um, it almost was like, <clears throat> not a personality audition, but I think that like really great creators, sometimes you're like, I just want to cast someone that isn't like, like that has the essence that I want, that I want to write for. Yeah, There's a lot of pressure that comes with auditioning because you're like, I got to do it the way that they want it. Yeah. And you're like, what is that? And sometimes you take a swing and you're They don't even know what that is because they saw five people before you do it poorly by the time. Of course. uh, Random Labyrinth thing. Again, I watched Jennifer Connelly's audition for Labyrinth a lot because she, it's on YouTube. She does very little. You have no power over me. (laughs) And you're like, wow. He doesn't. I'm a Scientologist now. Mm -hmm. Um, Is she? No, no. I just, where, where is she, by the way? She's... Around, she's with um, remember her in a beautiful mind. Remember how amazing that performance was? No, what? What'd she do in a beautiful mind with he did all the math? (laughs) (laughs) He was crunching the numbers. Where was she? But she was, remember, there was a scene where she was also a mathematician. Where she, I don't remember, but she tried to have sex with him and his medication made it so she couldn't get he couldn't get an erection or something. And she like went in the bathroom and like smashed the mirror because she was so frustrated. Chills, yeah, just masturbate. He couldn't because he was out of medication. I've not finished inventing Anna. uh, uh, And had you been a fan of that? Like, did you know about the story before? 
I knew about it, but I wasn't like up on it. You know what I mean? I just heard heard. And you're then, like someone that pretended to be like, you're like, that's every girl in Hollywood at Coffee Bean. Yeah, kind of. Um, no, I was just like, I had heard about it, but I didn't know about it. I didn't know like the aftermath about like, or I didn't know about the woman who had like paid for the vacation and all that. I just heard about the, her trying to scam people into funding the art uh, clubhouse. Fascinating. Yeah. Um, But it's crazy. Um, And then going to like table reads and watching the way that they told the story, seeing every script and like, it's so well constructed. Yeah. It's a lot of moving pieces where I'm just like, I'm a writer and I don't know how they fucking did all that. Cause like, so many characters, so many stories, so many like, um, you know, people that you want to flesh out so mm-hmm. that they don't seem like two dimensional. You know what I mean? But teasing it out in a way where it's not like it's yeah, it's it's so nothing feels extraneous. And it's yeah, I know like watch. I love watching shows like that and just being like humbled of like this right. feels like a 2 a.m. Adderall note card nightmare. Right. And then, by the way. Uh, we started filming that before the pandemic. You guys, the pandemic. Um, and then the we had- The pandemic. That's true. True. Should we get into <laughs> it? Sorry, hashtag Is this meant just to. water? <laughs> I don't know. We're in a simulation. Um, so started it before that. Then, and it was going to be a 10 episode thing. And then they turned it into nine because we had to like get people done before like hard outs or whatever. Um, and so they had to like rewrite a bunch of scripts that- were like they had to take that 10th episode and go okay fuck now we need to pull that stuff and we can maybe bury that here in this episode and like that kind of like jenga or like puzzle like rearrange like rubik's cube yeah i would have blown my brains out and a lot of it is probably her in post or whoever in post going like you know there i am also fascinated by uh what happens in post? Because a lot of times you're like, ah, right. we don't need that scene or this is actually, I'd rather watch this scene after I already know this person a little yeah. better. Like, yeah. I'm just obsessed with that. There is a scene where game. they took out, so my my character is like the, the husband of the investigative journalist who's trying to get to the bottom of this whole scandal, right? right. Pun intended. Uh, Shonda Lance. Ha ha. And uh, you were laughing at my jokes before. By the way, that way, <laughs> that way it just took me a second. Great. I was so engrossed with you. And... Uh, what was I just? Oh, that uh, that you played the husband of the uh, yeah, 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 Anna yeah. Chumsey. So character. I'm like the ni- everyone keeps being like you're the nicest husband in the world. Like she was like crazy for what she was doing, and I'm like oh whatever. Um, but there was a moment in the scene where I you're, did. It's like a role reversal. Like your re- wife in real life is you in this show, and you're Anna. <laughs> yes, actually, I, I'll, I'll get into how similar my wife is to Anna Klumsky's character. Uh, it was like very strange. She had <laughs> even had the same earrings. Like Anna Klumsky's character wore the same exact earrings that my real life wife wears. Your real life wife, when she goes on runs, she's actually just like invest, like spying on people. <laughs> I don't know. Something's up. Um, but they cut um, a little bit of a scene where I'm like a little more stern with her about like what I expect from her as the future mother of my, of my child, right? Mm-hmm. And so like I'm standing in the doorway and then I come and I sit down and then she has like a thing where it's, she's talking. And then when it cuts back to me, I'm standing up again. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like they just took out the middle of that scene, took the other thing I said from the beginning of the scene and put it back there and turned it into less of a this husband's being kind of a dickhead right now. And they probably scene. couldn't reshoot it because of pandemic. Well, they didn't need to reshoot it. Yeah. Like they I, like they. You know, you just edit it. 
Yeah. Um, well, now you just look like Spider-Man. You just like fly <laughs> across the room. It, it worked. Yeah. I'm I'm the only one who noticed because I, I was there on the day. Shit. You know what I mean? But it was also like, <clears throat> like, you know how actors are always like, what's my motivation for like going over there? Mm-hmm. I just need a reason. Why do I go the over there? The lighting's good. Right. But you're like, we need, on. we need movement. Yeah. Something. Um, so like, there's no reason for me to be back at the door or That's to have funny. sat down for that moment. Right. Um, but it is like the magic of editing. Um, okay. Um, I love you. I end these super awkwardly. Um, uh, inventing Anna is on Netflix. Um, and it is riveting and is not going to lecture you on how to vote. Um, I mean, I'm sure you've seen all, I mean, your everything you do is amazing. Thank Game you. Over Man is one of my Thank favorite. You. Like, I just love watching comedy. That's funny. Um, and then this is important, which also, also, how do you pronounce important? How do I say it? Yeah. Important. Important. You, Some people say important. How do you pronounce interest? Interesting. Interesting. I don't say interesting. It's interesting. It, someone corrected me recently. I yeah. say interesting. Yeah. And someone's like, it's interesting. Yeah. But you know what I have heard a lot lately and I'm I'm not okay with? Comfortability. I've never even heard that word. People is, are saying it a lot. That's not a word. People are, It's not a word. But people are saying, like, uh, this mattress has a lot of comfortability. And you're that like, is, these shoes, a lot of comfortability. And I'm like, hmm. what? Not that's, that's like not startup word. people, like dumb startup people that make up just fake <laughs> right. vernacular. It's like right. when when uh, I was in writers' rooms, like when I first started, everyone was saying meta, but they didn't know what they were saying. It was like that joke is so meta. Ever yep. that's so meta. And it was like, yeah. And I I finally was like, what does that mean? Right. And no one could tell me. Yeah, it's like people using the word random for just everything. I hate buzzwords as well. I love. Did you ever hear about our? Well, John Quaintance was the person. Space who... Space uh, is a big one. Like what? Like I feel like you should be doing something in this space. Oh wait, but have you heard? Um, as you're decorating your house, like I think this creates a nice moment. I like this moment here. And I'm like, I like that. Cut it out. Is that wait? Is that John, John Quaintance? No, no, no. We we as we were doing stuff at our house, the decorating. Speaking of like, words, I can't pronounce. Here's a this. We feel like this is a nice I moment. I like this moment. And then I was like. Uh, hey, how do you feel about this over here? Would that be a good moment? And they were like... Synergy was happening um, for a minute. Yeah. That was I was going to big... say words that people use that drive me crazy. Like when you first use them, great. Yeah. But then when they get kind of handed down, sure, it, sure. it's like a game of telephone and people don't know what the fuck it means. That's right. And we had... Yes, a, we're talking to you, Hollywood executives. We had a whiteboard um, at Workaholics that was like jokes we don't want writers to put in scripts. Uh, like clams, like um, uh, 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 hey Anders, that's an ugly shirt. Did I just say that out loud? Yes. So that's on the whiteboard. Yes. And so John Quaintance took pictures of it and like tweeted it, and then we got a bunch of shit from people who were like, "Oh yeah, you're not allowed to make certain jokes." Who you guys, the kings of comedy, or whatever? Or it's just, just things that have been done but so many times. It's, it's to me, I'm like, if you're a paid writer, like a professional, mm-hmm. come up with new jokes. Don't I hate write, that don't shit. write nailed it. Hate that shit. Don't write. Or if you want to do, don't write. I just throw up in my mouth a little bit. Yep, yeah. Because that's that belongs to Christine Taylor from Dodgeball. Did you guys call it a clam? Like it's no, like a clam. We call it clam. Or we, like a- we so what's funny about like writer terms yeah. is we also never use them because none of us were writers. Oh got it. Got so it. like when the Harvard boys came in, they were like, Yeah, it's like a, t- a turnaround or like a, yeah, yeah, a yeah. Call, like, the like, house band pitch. We're like, Yeah. Don't do that. You're just like, like speak like make it a, a new thing up. Okay, just and then so because uh, uh, and this is the one that drove me the most nuts is like if someone walks into a scene and they go like Hey Emily, nice uh uh um 
this is a horrible one you should never yeah. do. Like Cher wants her shirt back or whatever that fucking, mm-hmm. like it's a street joke basically. Right. Right. And then that someone would come in five minutes later and, and go, hey, Cher wants her shirt back. It was like a callback, but like, I'm like, there's no way two people will make the same fucking right. shitty joke. Like right. I hate that shit. Yeah. It's like a lazy callback that isn't even a callback. And the like, the the danger you get in by calling out jokes is that people are like well what jokes do you do that are funny <laughs> so you're like all right fuck it whatever but uh, what we would say is this, let's just not put a joke there it doesn't if, need a joke if there. there's like a joke that everybody knows mm-hmm. and like your aunt says mm-hmm. who's not a comedian yeah don't put it in like a professional script with your name on it yeah you know what i mean like yeah. unless you're doing a play on it in a way of course where you know you're well, it's you're, like you're doing it on purpose like we were going to do an entire teaser, I think, that just lined up all of the jokes. But then we were like, people That's are going to love it. Funny. <laughs> people are going to love it. They're going to love it. Well, also, not everyone is comedy nerds the way we are. And you know what I mean? And a lot of people are like, I just got home from my construction job. I don't really care if this yeah. has been done before. I'm just yeah. trying to laugh. It's true. And and I think people enjoy hearing jokes that they make. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think people want to hear. I make that kind of joke it. at work, and now Anders just made it. Yeah, like I must be funny. nailed. It belongs to what's his name? Nathan? Not Nathan. Uh, For you? No. Um, it was from the commercial starring. Uh, Is Nicole Byer Melissa McCarthy's husband who directs uh, Ben him. Falcone? Ben Falcone. Thank you. Uh, he's the guy who said nailed it. And now everyone says it like 10 years later. Right. But that's his. Don't put that in the but script like, now. But like Aziz Ansari's character in Parks and Rec is making corny jokes on purpose. Exactly. That's a different thing. Exactly. But guess what? Yeah. Nobody knows that. Yeah. Right. People don't know that. People it love is like the a, character. That's what she said. Mm-hmm. That's what we're right. talking about. Right. And don't way, go, that's do what see, he said. But do you see what they did But that's what she said? They made it like this whole thing on the office right, because right. it was corny, but then they were like, we're going to make it bigger than what it is. Right. And this is the last, uh, last thing. One thing that is, I'll decide what's the last a funny, thing. <laughs> like a writer's room thing that actually is maybe we're sharing that. I think you might like a Nakamura is like when in multicam, you know, this obviously like you do these run through. So it's like, yeah. Like you're putting on a play for everybody mm-hmm. and uh, callbacks are always really funny. If it's done well, they can be like surprising and smart and the audience feels in on it right. and whatever. And, but if you're Who like, burnt the biscuits. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then there's some <laughs> thrilling, fun callback. Right. But right. a Nakamura is when you do like three or four callbacks throughout the show mm-hmm. that is based on like the first, the first joke has to be funny right. for the callbacks to hit. Yeah. Yeah. And how, if you have a Nakamura, that's like who burnt the toast. Right. right? And that biscuits, the f- it's funny. The biscuits. Sorry. It's a yeah. B and a B, but go ahead. Sorry. Right. You know, that B sound. Um, uh, who burnt the biscuits. Mm-hmm. And um, see, this is why your show went for seven years. <laughs> and mine didn't. Um, uh, who burnt the biscuits. And it bombs the first time it was said. Right. And you have three more callbacks cool. coming to it. And you're like, oh, Wait, fuck. who's Nakamura, though? That- it's, Nakamura was, I think, in Family Ties. I think it was on Family Ties. Uh-huh. They had a joke that was something Nakamura. Right. And then it bombed the first scene. Yeah. And then you have three more callbacks coming. And yeah. you're just like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah. the first one didn't hit. Not so going to be funny anyway. You're yeah. not going to hit. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so that like when you're like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah. If that bombed, now we're all just sitting here dreading the three callbacks that are right. going to bomb in front of network executives. My least favorite that people would be like, they'd be like, um, if there's two jokes and it kind of, one cancels the other one out and they mm-hmm. go, ah, it's kind of a hat on a hat. And I'd always go, uh-huh. 
Do you know what's really funny? <laughs> a guy wearing a hat on, on his a hat. hat. That's funny. Put it in. Like, because uh, one, it's a this top hat, stand- and then one of the Rastafarian ones with the fake dreadlocks. Yeah. Love this guy. When is a hat on a hat? <laughs> Never been funny. <laughs> so it's the worst if one. it's the same exact hat. Call it something Just else. two Lakers hats. Like the, that right. is- Sherlock Holmes style? <laughs> Right? <laughs> yeah, don't gild the lily. It's too much icing on the cake. Who doesn't like a lot of icing on a cake? Gild the lily. Don't gild the lily. See, this is what I'm talking about. I Unacceptable. Know. Where you're just like, huh? Like, just say, don't make two jokes. Or just pitch a better <laughs> There's joke. There's not room for two jokes. Well, right. also just pitch a better joke. Yeah, like two hats. You're so- <laughs> I love you. What a treat. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for having me. It's always good to see you. What a dream. It was uh, fun to drive out here. You, we do live comically far away. Yep. Yep. I'm sorry. But when you come all the way to us. I will, because my horse is near you. And Silmar. Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. So I'm actually, yeah. And my boyfriend works and lives in Pasadena. Do you have animals? No. Oh, okay. My wife became allergic to animals in her 20s. Kind of a bummer. Yeah. Because we thought we would be like... The family that had like two yeah. boxers and like, like <laughs> she grew up with cats. Like she's, Hairless she's cat? bombed. I would love nothing more. Why not? Because it, it's still, it's like the dander or like the saliva. The saliva yeah, is where yeah. they, yeah, that's right. It's not but even just the hair. have my shirt Thank off Thank you for knowing couch. that there's no such thing as hyperallergenic dogs. And then just putting that hairless cat right on my belly. Just feeling the heat between us. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what I want. Do you have to make eye contact with me, Quillist? You do this bit. Well, what's fine is that now I just do that with my children. What's fine? I go close off, curl up on Daddy's belly. <laughs> We're gonna watch. Pardon the interruption together. <laughs> and then you get a boner, and you're like, pardon that interruption. <laughs> hey, you put a hat on that hat. <laughs> oh my God, Anders home. What a dream. I love you. Don't ride elephants. I end these super awkwardly. All right. And my phone is dead. <laughs> The it's always the right time deal. Hey, want to go to Mickey D's for lunch? Ooh, let's go now. <laughs> but it's not lunchtime yet. If we're going to McDonald's, it's always the right time. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. There's a deal for every lunch hour at McDonald's. Now's the time to get two for $3.99. Mix and match a four-piece McNuggets, a McDouble, a McChicken, or a hot and spicy McChicken. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.